Welcome to Super House. Welcome everyone once again to Super House episode 23. We have uh, our senior Batman correspondent Ben Yip back with us again. S- say hey, Ben. Hey guys, good to be back. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is a very non-awkward opening. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I'm Andrew from LA, and uh, James, go start us off. This is James from LA. Joey from LA. Uh, Johnson. Uh, Johnson from Rio. And Maddie. Uh, Maddie uh, in Cincinnati. And Stefan. You there? Oh my god! All right, we lost <laughs> Stefan already. All right, moving forward. So, so we wanted to talk first and foremost about Suicide Squad. We were talking about it on our Facebook and Twitter, and um, Ben actually has prepared quite the uh, I don't know presentation or I don't know what you call it, but uh, just an outline. Just an ben, discussion. will you please take it away with your thoughts on Suicide Squad? Uh, I'm going to preface it with this. Like, Andrew's known me for a while. He knows I was pretty critical of some of the past few DC films, whether it's Dark Knight Rises or Man of Steel or Batman vs. Superman. This was probably one of the first times in a while I've sat through a DC film and not been completely frustrated with it. Uh, it's likely because of lower expectations before going in. Yeah. But it's also from a sense of, like, this is a very different type of movie that they were trying to make here these are not supposed to be the horror types you hear complaints all over the internet about like oh my god these guys are hitting women and saying misogynistic shit i'm just like yes because they're criminals they're supposed to be doing that that's the whole point right and what i what i really enjoyed about this was the fact that they gave depth to these dc villains that they might not have gotten if they were just villains in random movie whether it's, uh, let's say, if you put Killer Croc as just a henchman in a Batman movie, he might not have gotten a moment like in this one where he says, I'm beautiful, things like that. So I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed that very much. I felt that the Joker in this one was an interesting new take. We'll go more into that one later. The Harley Quinn, I thought Margot, Margot Robbie was perfect for it. And uh, just going by character by character, we'll start with, the I kind of just listed the Batman-related characters. I'm the most one familiar with them. Stuff like Captain Boomerang, I'm just like, he's fun, but I don't know anything about him other than the fact that he's kind of like that in the comics, too. He's a Flash villain. Yeah, he's a Flash villain. Yeah. Cool, though. He had the Flash cameo. Right, uh, yeah. I hadn't heard about that before that, but it's, it's going to be interesting if he's going to be in the Flash movie or not. We'll see. Or if it's just going to be this little bit that pays tribute to that. So, starting with the most important Batman-related character, Katana. Just kidding. No, Katana. I have no. I thought it was a cool take, but I don't know why she was really needed in this movie. And Agreed. That is coming from an Asian guy who appreciates there being an Asian character in this, but she was probably the one character who's been covered in both this movie and the Arrow universe, who I thought the Arrow universe kind of did better, simply because they spent way more time with who she was. I mean, just to butt in real quick, I thought her mask sucked in Arrow, though. The, the mask was this simpler a, and better in the movie. This was a better, better mask, yeah. And, yeah. The, and the sword actually was a Soul Taker sword, so I'll give, give them that. But other yeah. than that, I'm just like, well, 
do we do really need, need her? Because there's way... I felt they, they kind of shortchanged some of the characters like Killer Croc anyway. It would have helped if they had more screen time devoted to the ones they already had as opposed to just, uh, just randomly there playing. And just like, oh, by the way, this is another person who's going to be helping us out. I just didn't think she was needed. be interesting if they ever do an outsider movie, though, since Katana is part of Batman's Outsiders. So oh, we'll see about that. For just kind of going from, as you'll see, the order of importance. Killer Croc, I really I enjoyed him, but I also thought he wasn't in it enough for me, at least for my preference. But obviously he wasn't one of the main characters of it. I do appreciate that they had the makeup as opposed to going like the lizard route from Amazing Spider-Man. They gave him something to do at the very end, but other than that, he's kind of just standing around. Yeah, it felt for most movies, he's just standing around, and I felt really sorry for the actor whose name I'll never be able to pronounce. Yes, it's a, the, yeah, it's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not even going to attempt to butcher it. But he, uh, I thought he did a good job, but he did, but it's also like, well, oh, sorry for him for how much time he spent in the makeup just to be standing around and doing that. And say three lines. Pretty he got a nice end. paycheck. A nice paycheck. He got yeah. BET at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> BET. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I've always. It's funny because I did a while back come up with my own like take on what a Killer Croc movie could be, where it would be more than just him being a henchman thing. And I well, obviously wasn't expecting him to do anything close to that. But I've I've always had interest in that character simply because he's so he seems so out of this world. Like, where would he belong, sort of thing. And I always thought it would be cool to tie him into, and Jeff Johns did this in Batman Earth 1 as well, but to tie him into the Haley Circus, tie him into Dick Grayson's sort of make Oh, like him. a freak show type of thing? Yeah, because he fits right into that, right? That's interesting, and yeah, I never thought about that. Kind of have him be, there's this Elseworlds comic called uh, Nine Lives, where Dick Grayson in that is a private eye, and he recognizes Killer Croc as a guy he sort of grew up with in the circus. And to him, that's his friend. And I always thought that would have been really interesting, was to have the origin of Killer Croc be he's in Haley's circus and everything. Then the Grayson die, and he realizes that the mob is coming in to threaten the circus, and he has to stand up for his own people. And that sort of causes him to go down a dark path in order to do whatever it takes to protect a fellow freaks, as you as you can see, and so okay. he would obviously take a different path than Robin would, and so he would almost be the Harvey Dent to Robin's Bruce, if you know what I mean, in terms of like the former friend who goes bad sort of thing. So I always thought okay. that would have been a cool take on it. I obviously wasn't expecting them to do anything like that because there's no Dick Grayson in this, but I feel like there's still room to sort of give him a richer role or richer backstory in the future if they decide to bring that character back. Who's next? Let's see who we got. Deadshot. I enjoyed Will Smith as Deadshot. I thought the stuff of the daughter was pretty... It seems cliche, but it's, I thought it was pretty necessary in order to ground Deadshot. Otherwise, he's just an assassin dude. Yeah, I, it was all right, but that daughter shit at the end was one of the worst parts of the movie. Where she shows up before he shoots? Yeah, that was just so ridiculous. <laughs> I mean... It was a kind of a repetitive beat because they, they already showed the whole, and this is almost like a, their own take on the whole Scarlet Witch stuff from Ultron, where like the witch is showing them like the temptation, of, like this is a life you could have, or that I can manipulate into thinking that you have if you join me. 
Yeah, but the thing is, like, it's like she's trying to say you don't need to be a bad guy. You don't need to be doing this bad life. You don't you don't need to shoot right now, but the thing is, at that point of shooting, he is a good guy. Yeah, exactly. So it's a completely stupid thing, and I've never, I haven't seen anything that stupid in a while in a movie. Yeah, to me, it was it was just a little repetitive of what was already presented before, like just minutes beforehand, where he already had the Yo. hallucination. And Stefan is here. Oh, oh can you hear me okay? We can hear you now. Okay, cool. We're talking about right. shots. Stefan, I'm, I'm glad you're here, because I want yeah. to talk to you about... Well, we'll, we'll I'll, yeah, let's, no, go ahead. Let's let Ben finish, but uh, all right, keep going, Ben. Cool. Uh, let's see. Deadshot. What else do I have here? I just thought the original story would be cool, though. Like, have you, do you guys know the original Deadshot, Deadshot story? No. Actually, no. In terms, his, in terms of his origin, okay, so he didn't start out in that outfit. He started out in just like a mask, like a Robin mask, and a suit. I'm talking like literal. Like, like business shooting people, and he was a vigilante, and he originally stole the spotlight from Batman. He was like the new Gotham's new protector. He even had a butler and shit. He was supposed to be like the mirror image of Bruce Wayne, and Commissioner Gordon was like getting along with him and all that shit. And then it was revealed that he was secretly doing that so he could take down all the mobsters and then take over. And Batman exposed him and threw him in jail. And because he did that, that Deadshot wanted revenge and then came up with that suit that you see that you've seen ever since, like the chrome mask and the red eye. Okay. So, I, so what I'm getting to is that I'm wondering if there's room to play around with something like because he clearly hates Batman. Batman, but he hates him in this storyline just because he's the guy that turned him in and I guess True. took his daughter away. True. But That's what he also, sees Batman as. Mm -hmm. That that as well, but it's also like. It, in also pretty much ruined once Batman exposes him. So I, I just think it'd be interesting if you played around with that. If there was some sort of, I don't know what Ben Affleck has planned for the next one, but if it's almost like the good, the bad, and the ugly, with Batman as the good and Deadshot as the bad, and Joker as the ugly, it'd be cool. But I'm just speculating here on on what's there because of the fact that you know you've got Will Smith as a pretty much C-list Batman villain. So what brought him to this was obviously the fact that it was a much more starring role than if he was in, uh, than if you put Deadshot into a movie as like a regular henchman type. But I'm kind of wondering what plans they have for him, because obviously they're not done. But plus, you know, also there was this whole thing, like they were trying to set up this interesting dynamic where Deadshot's trying to turn... Mm -hmm. Harley Quinn back to normal in some way, like, maybe I could anchor you, even though I'm another bad guy, I'm not quite as bad as the Joker. Right. He's the worst, so... But they didn't, they never really, like, they never saw any kind of, like, fruition. Right, like, there wasn't much about... Like, to me, the, the, the relationship pretty much just extended to uh, that scene where he decided not to shoot her. Right. I, I mean, I guess that was it, but that... That had nothing to do with. Uh, that doesn't have anything to do with Harley's arc. Harley's yeah. Harley's arc, yeah, not really. But it was it was interesting. I mean, it was not the worst part of the movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. It's an interesting way to put it. Yeah. So other than that, let's see what else do I have here. Moving on to Batman himself, since he had a pretty small role. The only thing I really have down here is how weird it was shot, at least to me, because. I saw it with my roommate, and she got weirded out when 
Batman gets Harley Quinn out of the water. Yeah. And lays her down, and then he, like, does mouth-to-mouth on her for CPR. But the way it was shot, it almost looked, like, almost sexual. Like, yeah, he was kissing like her. Yeah, like he was kissing her, yeah. And yeah, it did, yeah. yeah. But to me, I, like, looked at it again, and I was just like, well, to me, I mean, part of it, you have to change how it was shot. I'd like to think it was more Batman's trying to resuscitate her, and then she kisses him back as, like, a joke sort of thing, and that's why he, he you know, Sort Punches. of flinches from that. Yeah, yeah that's but probably what happened. The way yeah. It was done, yeah, but the way it was done just throws you off to that point. And they even like wrote an article about. I saw like some news, not even I don't know if it's a newspaper or or what, but somebody like wrote about like the fact that Batman like punched Harley Quinn in the face, and then like they said that he like, was like choke raping her or something like that. I'm like, that's <laughs> not exactly what I think was what was going on. But I can kind yeah. of see why some people were objecting to that. And there were there were all these things about like Harley Quinn not being a feminist role model. No fucking shit. She's supposed yeah. to be like a bad example. Yeah, that's the <laughs> like, whole that's the whole point. Like they're bad. They're they do. say they're bad guys in it. This is a not about heroes and left. It, it, these 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 like news articles drive me crazy sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Like even they the, they bring up like, well, this is not like Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm like, no shit, it's not. Like Guardians of the Galaxy was not re- like the criminals in that were not murderers. They were right. They were like, thieves. You got some thieves. You got some rogues. Things like that. But nobody in there was ever. You could ever, as a villain of a previous Marvel movie, as opposed to this one, you could see, okay, they, there was probably, you could probably make a prequel movie with one of those guys as a villain, a full-on villain, and it would still work. Right, right, right. So speaking of Harley, there is this stuff online saying that Harley was the one who actually killed Robin, but that's actually not what the movie just says that she admitted to being an accomplice to that crime. So just wait. Is, is there is there a reference to that in Suicide Squad? Basically, it flashes by real quick. But you know the part where they show they introduce each villain and they show like Deadshot. This is his real name. Here are all the things that he specializes in. Right. They did that with Harley, and then there's one bit that says accomplice the murder of Robin, just real quick. And people were talking about that, and some oh. interpreted that to mean that Harley was the one who killed Robin. I'm just like that's a little too much of a change for me to buy that they would do that just in like a little easter egg like, like that so when i saw it and i saw you know i even saw somebody put like put like screen cap or some pipe verify it but it's just actually just as accomplice so for those who think that that's what was going on that's not what they said right it doesn't have an interesting dynamic though if harley was there at the murder of jason todd and i would think that batman would be a little less merciful with her meditation because harley didn't exist when Jason Todd was killed in the comics. So... Right, you're right. That was, like, yeah. what, in the early 90s, eight, late 80s? This is, yeah, this is around, this is like, 88, I think. And Harley is, what, Harley. 93, 94? Yeah, in the, in the 90s. Yeah. So, if you... But if you put her in there, then I think that changes a bit of Batman's dynamic with her, because usually Batman is trying to bring her back to that full kind of like with Harvey Dent where he's like trying to trying to cut off her obsession with the Joker trying to make help her become sane again and I think he would be doing that a little less if he found out that she played a role in killing essentially one of his surrogate sons yeah, yeah exactly so that would that would be interesting to play with but I don't know uh, lastly the big man himself the Joker so to me we've had Romero we've had Nicholson Ledger we have Leto now I'd probably rank the previous guys above him, but that doesn't mean that it'll stay that way. 
Like this is this is the least we've seen of Joker in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. They, they asked him, like, what did they cut? And his response was, well, what didn't they cut? Honestly, I don't think I I didn't feel like there was anything missing in terms of plot wise. In terms of like, uh, I mean, yeah, he gets blown up in helicopter but, and shows up at the end. But to me, that's the same classic like Joker is an explosion at the end of one Batman comic and shows up in another that he survived. You always know he's going to make it out. So that didn't really bother me. I'm sure that there's some sequence that was missing, several scenes that were missing of that. But it's kind of tough for me to rank him with the others yet because there's so little of him in it. From what I did see, I feel characterization-wise, he's probably the closest to that Brian Azzarello Joker comic, if you remember that. Even though the Joker in that looks way more like Heath Ledger's Joker, the Joker in that comic is a gangster through and through. He has his melancholy moments, just like Leto's Joker. He even has a, a scene in the strip club with Harley Quinn. There's a Kelly Croc in there who's a cannibal. Like this, that, that comic, I think, was probably the most influential on this version of the, of the Joker and of basically of the Batman universe in general. So I'd say it's hard to judge. I, will, I do feel like I prefer Ledger's in general simply because I appreciate the fact that Ledger's Joker, despite looking like a hobo and a version of the crow, he did have the humor that I think makes the Joker more interesting than if he's just a lunatic talking about jokes and killing people. He did make you, he did manage to make you laugh in The Dark Knight, which is not necessarily a funny movie. And yeah, that's the thing, I, yeah. With, it seemed like, it seemed like uh, Nolan knew how to direct the Joker, knew how mm-hmm. to, knew what to do with the Joker. Mm-hmm. And with this one, it felt like Ayer didn't really know what he was doing with this character, or they just cut they cut it out completely, and then we don't get to see what he could have done or what he did do, and we we just didn't see, right? Right. I mean, he was mainly there for Harley's stuff, for Harley's arc. So it was interesting yeah. to see that his screen time was sacrificed for her, in a way. And I think a big change of the dynamic feels to me. series, Joker kind of just, it seemed like he tolerated Harley. She was just around. He used her whenever. And if, but when push comes to shove and he had to sacrifice her, it's kind of like that heat quote. You know, when he saw the heat around the corner, he walked out of there. So, right, right, right. in this version, though, his whole goal is to get her back. And yeah. I thought that was really interesting. It kind of makes him slightly more human. Some people can debate what they want in terms of, like, well, would the Joker really do that or not? I think it makes, has an interesting dynamic. There's, a little, there's kind of too little of it for me to judge. But it, right. it did uh, create, it, it does make it its own interpretation. I feel like if there was a Harley Quinn, you know, in the Nolan verse, <laughs> Ledger's Joker would have killed her within like the first scene. Like I don't right. think she would have lasted. Right. So this right. version to me made sense that he, because he, that he would have some of the sex appeal, the charisma to turn her like that and to make her devoted to him. Right. And I, but overall, I just kind of, I glad, I'm glad he had the style. I felt the, the suits were cool because I felt, again, like Ledger's ratty clothes. Again, it was his own interpretation, but I kind of preferred Joker being more of a showman. So him right. having more of a costume, more of a gaudy look is something I was cool with. But other than that, I overall I just kind of dismissed it when I could both laugh and be scared of the Joker at the same time. And that's something that Ledger and Nolan nailed in The Dark Knight. And I didn't really see any of that in this version 
but it doesn't mean that it's not possible that they'll do that at all in the in the in the future. Hopefully, if he's in the Affleck one, they'll be able to pull off that balance. And those are those are my that's my rundown of the characters. Cool. Um, actually, Stefan, you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can. Cool. Uh, Great. I, so, actually, a character that Ben didn't cover at all, and I feel like we got to ask you most of all, what did you think of El Diablo? I'm not familiar with anything about El Diablo in the comic. So, my main knowledge just comes from the movie. I thought the story, while kind of predictable, was kind of sweet too, in a way. Him turning into this giant monster at the end does kind of raise a whole bunch of questions in terms of like, yeah, how, yeah. how long he's known how to do it. It was ambiguous to me whether he was actually able to speak the language that they were speaking. Because right. when he changes into it, it says, it's on, bitch, but I missed it. He said that in Spanish, and they just translated it with the same font. Or if he actually spoke. Hopefully it's Spanish, because it makes no fucking sense if he's able to speak the same language as them. Cause that's... I, think he, I think it was Spanish. Okay. Uh, but... It, like, my roommate really liked the character and thought it was a shame that he died, but I also felt, well, that's kind of the completion of his arc, where he is able to feel, in a way, some redemption. Like, that's, that's what they're all looking for, or I said they're looking for at the end of this. My main thing, though, is I don't think he spent enough time or got attached to them enough to consider them to be his second family. Because at the end, he's just like, I already lost one family, I won't save this one. I'm just like, yeah, you've been, you've been out with these guys for like one hour. And I don't think it's enough. Like, maybe if this was a second movie, I would get it. But the first one, and you're barely interacted with them, and the main time that you opened up, you got basically Harley shoving shit in your face about, about your crimes and killing your kids. I feel there might be some scenes missing there about the others genuinely, either genuinely taking care of him or him finding more of a bond with them that causes him to do that at the end. That's my take on it. Cool. And uh, moving on, um, so was that the final summation? Uh, pretty much. I mean, I'll add my thoughts in when the guys chime in because I'm sure there's other stuff that I forgot. All right. Who wants to go next? Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Cool. Uh, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I just uh, to me, it was a mess. I felt like the villains kind of bothered me in it because I felt like they could have been better used and maybe like to reintroduce <clears throat> Constantine to the film universe or like uh, Justice League Dark. Um, I just, it's really weird when you're like, hey, here's all these supernatural beings, let's use guns and bats to kill them. And I was like, I don't, how are they gonna, how are they gonna kill the Enchantress and her brother? Like, this just Maddie, seems Maddie, th that thing, all, that always kills me when I see it in a movie, whenever a, a cop or somebody wants to kill, like, a ghost or a monster with a gun. Yeah. It's like, ah, what are you doing? <laughs> I think that's like the... Yeah, uh, yeah. it's just like, uh, I don't know, because like before this came out, they announced that there's going to be a Justice League Dark uh, animated film, and I was like, oh, thank God, this is going to be fucking sweet. Um, but just like watching this and how everything went down, I was just like, could you imagine just Constantine, Dead Man, Swamp Thing, and a cast of other characters just standing in front of that like machine and just like a pan down? I'd be like, oh my God, they did it. This is fucking great. <laughs> but, like, you know, and like, 
Constantine like sacrifices one of his team members to close it or something. You're like, yeah. Constantine, you're such a bastard, but I was beginning to love you. Oh, <laughs> you know, like, uh, but like, I just like, I just felt like that like story, the Enchantress storyline was wasted. Yeah, and kind of, if yeah. they ever do a Justice League Dark uh, live action movie, it's just like, I was like, you had the perfect setup right there in Suicide Squad and you've wasted it for a first Justice League Dark movie. Or just Constantine and here's fucking Swamp Thing and Dead Man. Just call it Constantine or whatever. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I thought Margot Robbie was great as Harley Quinn. Uh, I have no problem with Will Smith Deadshot. Um, I felt like kind of Killer Croc wasn't very necessary until they're like, oh, let's flood this subway somehow so Killer Croc can go save the day, sort of. But it really ended up just being a Marine that got the bomb there. And I was like, what's going... Okay, whatever. Uh, Katano, I, I also thought, was a very cool character. Very, like, unnecessary. Yeah. Um, I also, when El Diablo turns into, like, whatever the fuck that thing is he turns <laughs> into, I'm like, yeah, yeah, what yeah. the fuck just happened? You know, yeah. like, he doesn't want to use his powers. All we know is he can kill a yard full of inmates and, like, burn down his house, but he can, like, transform into a creature. I was like, I don't... I just, like... I don't know. I feel like they like wrote the script and got to a point and they're like, how the fuck are we going to end this? CG guy versus CG guy. Yeah, It right? works every time. <laughs> and then like that final battle just with them like shooting guns at her Enchantress and stuff. And I was like, the only one here that can hold their own is like Katana because she has like a magic sword. Right. Right. And that, that was the perfect out where yeah. you saw her slash Enchantress with the sword and yeah. oh, it's like, oh, she's going to capture her soul and her sword because she has a fucking yeah. soul sword. Yeah. Uh, nope. Yeah, but also take, I'll take the yeah. heart instead. Yeah, you can't end it, though, with Katana killing her because it's just like, okay, well, what, the point, yeah. what was the point with all the other characters being in it? Why don't you just do a Katana movie then? If she's I mean, I really it. liked I, I really liked how Harley Quinn, like, manipulated her into the uh, getting her heart. I was like, that was pretty cool, like, because mm -hmm. I was like, where the fuck is this going to go? Like, what's Harley Quinn going to do to fucking, like, sorceress or whatever, you know? Right. And then I was like, oh, shit, she's just going to trick her, like, classic, like, Harley Quinn move. Mm -hmm. Like, that happens so many times in the comics or in, like, animated movies. She always, like, you're always like, oh, Harley Quinn's not that bad. And then she does some, like, fucked up shit. And you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot. She's Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah. Um <laughs> but um yeah i don't know like it just like for me i just kind of went in with like low expectations because that's what i did with batman versus superman and i had a good time watching that because and i honestly think the only reason i did have a good time watching batman versus superman is because i finally got to see those two and wonder woman on film together and that was just super exciting um and coming into suicide squad i don't really care about like they're just villains and i know they have really good stories and comics are in like animated films or something like that but for the most part i just like didn't really care about anyone dead shot kind of but everyone else i thought I, jared leto's okay i'm kind of with ben on this i need to see a joker like in a batman film or something else before i can like i thought some parts he was okay in um but i just also thought he was kind of unnecessary it's to it, I would much rather have just watched Harley Quinn maybe just talk about him, like, being in, at Arkham or something and him just, like, being out of the film. Because, I mean, uh, to me, it just, like, he really didn't do anything except take away from actually, like, getting to know the Suicide Squad and, like, trying to, like, get to know these characters. It's, you know what sucks like, about this, too, is, like, this is the first film that the, jo that the Joker's been in that's been bad. Because 
I mean, in my opinion, anyway, Batman 89 and Dark Knight are incredible films and great jokers. And now we got this one, which was like, you know, even if you didn't hate it, you were like, eh. Well, also, here's another thing. This is the first time where you've had Batman and Joker on screen and they didn't interact. Right. Right, right, right. right. They didn't say, I I was hoping there'd be at least something where Batman says something to him or Joker says something to that. I mean, the closest you get is him on top of the the Lamborghini. And then he disappears after he goes over into the water. Yeah, and that was so, like, that could have been better. And I thought Ayer was good good with action. But anyway, Maddie, uh, finish your thoughts. Sorry about that. Oh, that's fine. Um, Yeah, I just, I kind of agree with most. I, I thought it was. A bit of a mess. Um, you know, if there's a A-year, A-year director cut out there, I'm more than willing to like give that a go. Um, I don't know. I also noticed um, Joel Kinnaman, who plays like the Randall Flagg character. Mm-hmm. I was watching it, and some of it he has long hair, and then some of it he has short hair. And reshoots. I'm assuming those were the reshoots. Yeah. So yeah, you're probably right I, about like, that. Like, it bugged the sh- it bugged the shit out of me because like I was used to him having short hair because of the killing and like other stuff I've seen him in. So when he had the long hair, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like he, like he looks like kind of more greasy or like more evil, I guess, with the longer hair. And then like halfway through, I was watching. I was like, wait, why does he have short hair? What's happening? And I was like, oh shit. I didn't. And I knew they that. did reshoots. I was just really hoping that I wouldn't be able to notice it. So. Maybe there's a director's cut out there that's like we get everything we wanted from the trailer or something. But, I mean, uh, if you're a fan of DC, I definitely think you should see it. But I'm not saying pay full prices. This is like a Tuesday $5 movie. (laughs) You know, to go have fun, be able to get some popcorn and a soda, maybe some candy. But don't spend like the 20 fucking dollars just to see the movie. If you must fulfill your comic book fan duty (laughs) and see this film... (laughs) <laughs> then, then see it on the cheap. Yes. Uh, so, uh, is that is that uh, all you got, Maddie, for now? That's all I have for now. I, okay. I feel like there's much discussions that are going to occur after we're all done. But yes, yeah, the opening <laughs> opening remarks. <laughs> yeah. Johnson, you saw it. What's up? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Some, I took a few notes, but they're just broad. Okay. Not very specific. Uh, six little points here. I agree with Maddie. I thought it was kind of a mess, but I also had almost zero expectations. Yeah. I mean, it's all over the place, but uh, I thought finally it was a superhero movie for, like, Ed Hardy club kids, you know? (laughs) 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 Finally they get a movie. (laughs) Um, Point number two, I'm surprised... Oh, we kind of covered this. I'm surprised you can have a character like Harley these days, like, wrapped up under a man's finger. (laughs) on pc johnson has stepped in again how we've missed you (laughs) where have you been my boy (laughs) okay point number three is just slip not with not emphasized like why bother (laughs) yeah right (laughs) why was he even there we need to kill someone exactly (laughs) johnson these aren't these aren't six jokes these aren't six points these are six jokes (laughs) this is great keep going uh well the the other ones aren't going uh well um here's my question is like boomerang and slipknot are they meta humans i'm kind of lost there are they just talented guys or are they i think they're just talented guys yeah, right. Always sound yeah. Captain Boomerang is just—he's uh, just, one of the rogues. He's like Captain Cold and Heatwave. 
without yeah. their gadgets, they're just regular criminals. It's like Flash's okay. Flash's rogues gallery is so goofy, but th- you don't read Flash because he's badass. You read him because he's like fun and goofy, right? Like the show, yeah. sort of. Right. Like, but then cool. they throw they throw like a guy named Captain Boomerang into a, a show with Deadshot and Batman, yeah. and it's just kind of like uh, I don't know. But it was it was not bad, I thought. But anyway, keep going, Johnson. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but also, what was Slipknot's thing? Like, he made ropes that are super powerful? Like, Greatest can... not tire criminal <laughs> history. All That's right. why he died, uh, bro. That's why he died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Enchantress, I thought when she was dark and smoky, she was really cool and creepy. But when she was clean and had, like, that queen's voice, I thought she was kind of laughable a bit. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I wasn't really intimidated by her. Also, yeah, I'm like you guys. I'm not totally sure about Leto's Joker. I, I just feel like he's so little. He's like, what, 130 pounds soaking wet? Like, yeah. I don't know. He's just like, he's supposed to be bossing around these like hard dudes, and he's like this. Well, he's got I'm, the whole like, I'm crazy and I got knives sure, where you sure. don't think you're going to come out <laughs> sure. type of thing. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. don't mind that so much because I've always seen the Joker in like the Neil Adams type look, where he's just really lanky and yeah, like, right, 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 and everything. So yeah. like, I, I, I kind of, to me, his look was I, I, I didn't have really a problem with his size so much as just wondering when the hell he's going to make him laugh. But yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much it for me. Was... All right, Joey, what's up? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was definitely a mess. Um, I thought there's definitely a, a, a version out there with uh, less edits uh, in the middle of scenes. There was one shot. Speaking on that, there was there was a couple of different ones, but one that always uh, that I think about is when Croc's down there in the sewer with the Marines, and the other guys are up top and they're fighting, and it cuts to Croc like killing a bunch, fighting people and killing a bunch of people, and I it never showed the fact that the uh, sort of soldier monsters came down there with them to sort of stop mm-hmm. their, like, them taking the bomb. And so it just cuts, and I'm like, oh, Killer Croc just, like, went ape shit on the Marines and was, like, killing <laughs> oh, everybody. Shit. And I was like, uh, <laughs> like, what's happening? And then it that cuts away. Yeah. yeah. And then it cuts away. I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, I guess that's what's going on. Um, <laughs> yeah, with Joker, I... Uh, I want yeah. I want to see more. I want to see what what Leto had to offer us because he's obviously Joker is a big part, and he just kind of had his little scenes here and there. Um, I feel like he was a little too gangster and gaudy. Mm, um, I can agree with but, that. Yeah. But I, I definitely want to see more. Um, I did enjoy the little dream sequence I believe that Harley had with like him in the the tuxedo and her and her like old costume yeah. that's sort of alex ross painting. yeah that was uh, i thought was that cool. was really cool um like common showed up in like in in the strip club or whatever and was just like they yeah. talking to him and then like immediately gets shot in the head and it's like okay you bring common in to like have basically like some other you could have just brought some other guy in to, to do this <laughs> part so i'm like wondering what what other sort of uh what you know what they cut out of that scene. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of little stuff like that where it's just like the scenes, like you had mentioned, Andrew, where they're, they're good at making moments, but not scenes. Like they'll, yeah. they'll have just like this thing happens and they'll cut to something else. And they don't really, 
not for the most part, but like some scenes, they didn't really like, you know, kind of spend time with it. Um, I thought Jai Courtney as, as Boomerang was probably his best performance he's done oh, really, so yeah. far. Ever. Yeah, because he's like, he's <laughs> always been the same guy from like Spartacus. I did enjoy him in Spartacus, but then he started doing like Terminator and other movies, and he just kind of was bland. But him as, him as Boomerang was pretty hilarious when they like, the, 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 the neck bombs or whatever were switched off and like, all right, you guys can leave. He just picks his beers up and jets. That was yeah, that was great. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, another, th- the, this mo- I think this movie started getting made, I believe, when Bloodborne came out. And I think that's where they got the, the faces of the monsters. Um, they like have the eyeballs all over them. It just reminded me of that. Um, but yeah, that, that's sort of my thoughts of the film. You guys uh, mentioned quite a few others, but yeah, that's my thoughts. Overall, it was uh, I give it about you know two and a half out of five. That's generous. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's generous. <laughs> yeah. Stefan, how's your connection, bro? Uh, how am I sounding? All right. Sounds so, good. Way sound better. better than before. Yeah, I swapped a few devices. Sorry for the technical bullshit. Okay, Stefan. I, I, um, I wanted to ask you about El Diablo specifically because you're the only fucking Latino dude yeah. here. <laughs> right. Not to make things racial and shit, but, you know, it's there. No, it's cool. Well, I guess to where you're coming from, it like it's really interesting to see kind of the demographic that the whole movie was pointing to. A lot of it was really urban, and you don't see a lot of representation. Yeah. Like, let alone, like, Cholo-type characters being at the forefront of your acting movie, let alone jump to, like, the end of the movie. Just being too fucking Aztec CG god fighting, I was like, yeah, they're just CG bad guys or whatever, but I'm like, this imagery is really cool. It's pretty provocative. Like, a lot of the things that I saw in that Squad, I can point out, and I've never seen that in a movie before, um, as, as, as much of a mess like everybody's probably not the perfect way to describe it probably a mess. but I found a lot of bullshit in that mess it seemed like it was a movie that was really fighting me and R-rated kind of kicking the nuts you know I feel like there's probably some inspiration from Deadpool there with that studio pressure hey Stefan you're anybody can anybody hear him uh, it's, it's broken it's low Sorry, Am I wrong now? it's still like yeah. It's very staticky now. Like you sounded yeah. great when you first came oh, in, but n- now you're sounding fine. But it's like I think once you start talking, it starts to get real staticky. Yeah. Shit. I'm not sure what the problem might be. Apologies. Okay. Um, so basically, I really liked Suicide Squad. I liked the attitude. I liked the characterizations, but it lacked and everything that made. See, but here's the thing: like, it's starting to feel like DC is becoming your your family member that has special needs. <laughs> like, you really you love them, you're going to be there for them, you see all the movies, but you're going to have a little bit of a different standard. Yeah, well, I feel like I feel like this universe wants to be a lot more grown up than the Marvel universe, but but something is holding it back. Yeah, it's, well, I would like to think that that's Charles Roven, the executive producer that just left. And with Jeff Johns and Ben Affleck stepping on into bigger positions, uh, 
we might see better you. movies. Like they, they're saying that the Jeff Johns era starts with Wonder Woman. Yeah, okay. it, that would make sense. So, uh, I mean, and if I mean, at least in my opinion, I think that Wonder Woman trailer is genuinely good. It's not good yeah. for a DC movie trailer. It's just a good trailer, you know. One, so, one thing I want to one thing I want to say is like with new movies lately, like the comic book movies, the, the humor seems to be the weakest part to me, and I want that to be stronger. Okay, so you're saying like like Marvel humor is a bit too hokey, or well, something? Marvel, well, Marvel humor, like they they do a good job of of making sure the joke sells. But then like Suicide Squad, some of the f- parts that were kind of funny, they don't always land. Uh, aside from Jai Courtney, but some of the jokes don't always land. And then also in the Wonder Woman trailer, the whole secretary joke, and then the um, well, that that secretary joke. Uh, it just like the comedy seems so forced to me. The thing is, though, I I, I don't know. I'm just gonna butt in for a second. I don't know if that's necessarily as to be. Nece- it is comedic, but it's also like to show that like, hey, people that don't know Wonder Woman very well, this we're not. This is a feminist hero, and then pe- people that do know Wonder Woman very well, hey, Wonder Woman fans, we're not forgetting this part of the character. Yeah, that's true. You know I what just, I mean? Yeah, I'm trying to think of. Uh... So overall, overall, you liked it. Uh... Uh, overall, I liked it, but it's not like it's the same thing with Batman versus Superman. I enjoyed it more than Batman versus Superman, but it's that same. You know what it reminded me a lot of was like Blade Two or Hellboy. It had I loved the tone of it. I loved the attitude where it was coming from and the visual style. Right. Um, so I could have sat there and watched the jumble sh- scenes for hours. <coughs> it seems like. It should have just been a longer movie. I wish there would have been at least just one Joker scene where, like Ben was saying, like he made you laugh, he creeped you out. Mm. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, but overall, I really liked it. I'm, it. It made its money back. It seems like so. Pretty sure we'll see a sequel. Um, I think it'd be cool to see a Harley, a more fleshed out Harley Quinn and Joker story, because you have to represent that he's also a murdering psychopath. They seemed to play him as he was just like this playboy. Yeah, um, yeah. Which was fine, but which was fine, but there wasn't enough like Gary shit back up. Like, um, I hope they. You're kind of cut. You're kind of cutting out again. Um. So that's all I had to say. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. So I'll just I'll try to make mine really quick. I thought it, you know wasn't great I, you know i thought it was better than batman vs superman i think that expectations had to do a lot with that um just the expectations are very low these days and especially when you got rotten tomatoes showing it's under 30 percent before you go in i hate for rotten tomatoes to change my perspective on everything but when it's that low it's hard to ignore and uh margot robbie was great jared leto could have been great if they showed more of him uh, a lot of the editing didn't make any sense. Like whenever they go to that scene where uh, they're going up the building and then they enter the room and uh, uh, Amanda Waller is there and then she shoots some people and they leave. And, and I was like, why did we go here? Weren't we trying to get to Enchantress? I was completely <laughs> confused by that. 
uh, Slipknot thing was kind of funny because they, they just <laughs> use it as an ex- as an example of what what would happen. Uh, Deadshot, you know, people complain like, "Oh, that's Will Smith being Will Smith, not Deadshot," and it's just like, I don't know. I've never really read any Deadshot comics. I have no attachment to the character. Will Smith seemed like he was having a good time with the role, and I don't know. I, I thought he was fine. I didn't have a problem with Will Smith at all. Enchantress wasn't so great of a villain. The, the ending scenes it was CG versus CG again, which was, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, I was surprised. I, I liked El Diablo way more than I was expecting. So, I mean, the the way they edited his his uh, scene, like his flashback, is like three fourths the way into the movie. That sucked, but I don't know. I like the fact that he was trying to redeem himself, and he felt bad for what he'd done in the past, and. You know, he was trying to forgive himself and everybody around him, and he's like, "I don't do that." You know, <laughs> I, don't, I I like that a lot. Uh, the the shot where Batman is meeting Deadshot was pretty bad. That should have been a much cooler scene. <laughs> you got Batman meeting yeah. a new villain that we've never seen on screen before, and he's like, he literally says like, "It's over, Deadshot," and just grabs him by the shoulder, and like, that's it. <laughs> that's what it, that's what it felt like. <laughs> Uh, what else? Um, the, what was the one shot at the end where, like, got to get the heart? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rick Flag puts his hand on the other guy's shoulder after the heart is, like, falls out. It, it like, he says that. And it's like, do we got to explain everything? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're explaining everything in this fucking movie. And then at the same time, we don't know what's going on. Um... Man, yeah. Just a, just a mess, but... Oh, and yeah, what Joey said, the... Moments versus scenes. This is uh, something that was made from one of these video essays on YouTube that, you know, some people are getting tired of seeing those. But anyway, I thought that was... Somebody made an interesting point about Zack Snyder doing that a lot. He makes moments, but not scenes. And that seemed to be kind of the same thing that happened in this movie, even though it's Ayer directing. And, uh, yeah, it's like it's like we have, like, all this music... They're trying to pump all this like oldies music into us and like Ugh. force force a scene so much and make it all kind of like a music video and it just doesn't it just kind of falls flat. It just like it falls on its face, really. I hated the music. I hated every part of any song they played. <laughs> you hated the song itself or you hated that it just came in in a weird way? Seven Nation Army, I was like, I don't need to hear the White Stripes there in a fucking Suicide Squad movie. Don't. Don't care. <laughs> right, 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 right. Eminem, it's don't want to hear. The batter, the batter Up song when Harley Quinn's using the bat, fuck. The, oh, my God. I don't, whoever did the music or whoever gets paid to fucking fuck music, fuck that person. <laughs> Plus, it's like, are you, I mean, I look, the Guardians what? of the Galaxy thing, like, okay. I mean, look, I, I know I keep drawing these parallels, but this oldies music, like, that music is tied into the fucking plot. Right. He has a mix yeah. from his mom, and it's extremely yeah. emotional, and he sings along with the soundtrack. Like, that makes yeah. it fun. This, you're just forcing a moment with this the classic rock. It's just not as good. No. It's yeah. good for, it, it's okay for a trailer. Right. But, and I, I don't know. It, it was kind of upsetting to see, like, because I, like, uh, watching Fury with Brad Pitt and that movie was like really well done 
And not that I was expecting that same kind of thing while watching Suicide Squad, but I just feel like this guy's a better director and makes better choices than what that movie is. And you can tell that, yeah, like, yeah. people had their hands in this shit. He probably had to listen to Zack Snyder and, you know, uh, probably a shit ton of other people like, no, you should do this, not do this. No, let's edit it this way. No, let's do this. And it's like, I'm sure if they just left him alone, he would have made a fucking kick-ass Suicide Squad. Everything would have made sense. It would have been great. There would have been no shitty music in it. It would have been a pretty cool <laughs> score. And yeah, who knows what it would have been if they would have just if uh, they would have just left him alone? Because I mean, the guy makes solid fucking movies. Yeah, he does. I think so. like it's it seemed like he loved Deadshot the most because it seems like David Ayer loves guns. He yeah. likes he does like blowing shit up. And if he, if he if he just had a solo Deadshot movie, he would have knocked it out of the park. Yeah, uh, Andrew, about your one. Oh, sorry. No, no, uh, no, yeah, Andrew, your one point. Uh, why did Waller show up? Wasn't their original mission to extract a high value target, and yeah. it, was, it ended up being her? That's what I was gonna say. That that was. Yeah, right, right. The original point was like we were gonna rescue this person, and then they found out, oh shit, it's Waller. Like that's it. I thought we were yeah. gonna like rescue someone else, and then oh. they turned they turned the mission into stopping Enchantress. Yeah, right. Oh, so there was no uh, chance my... of them trying to stop Enchantress. They <laughs> were just trying not, to. Ex- they, they, were, they didn't know Enchantress existed when they landed. Yeah. They just thought they, it was a rescue mission. See, I'm so confused. <laughs> Yeah, because Harley looks out the window and she's like, oh, look at the pretty fireworks. And yeah. she's like, oh, oh over, that's there, right. over there is going to shit. I'm like, oh, fuck them. We're just going to go by save. The, by the way, who shot down their helicopter? Like, yeah, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, very true. Nope, like, don't who know. the I was fuck like, knows? I was like, <laughs> is, is Joker showing up? To sh- like, did he shoot down the helicopter? Because like, well, I didn't think the, the, the Enchantress shot down the helicopter. The zombies had guns, though, right? Yeah, Maybe. but it didn't look like it had anything that would shoot it down. Like, yeah, a helicopter, was, right. It just ran, right. like it shot down. I was yeah, like, it just well, missiles okay. out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. But here, the problem is that we know what they what they did was they had us know that this Enchanter shit was going on, but the characters didn't. We were already ahead of them, so it was easy to think, like Andrew did, oh, they're just going to go in and stop the Enchantress. Yeah. When and then they still tried to play it like a twist when they're just like, hey, <laughs> right, flag. Right. like, what are we really doing here? It's like, well, this is what happened. And they flash back to the same stuff we've already seen as yeah. if that's going to explain even more uh, about Enchantress being in the subway and then joining her brother and shit like that. Like if they want you either play it as a twist or you don't. So they could have yeah, either kept yeah. that in the back pocket being like, OK, it's rescue mission. What the fuck is going on? And then review, OK, here's what's actually going on. Or you just have them know from the very beginning and just have them just have a really straightforward plot that they're just going to go in and extract Waller from Enchantress and then they decide to stop Enchantress too on top of it or something like that. But don't try to like kind of trick us but not kind of trick us and reveal something that we already know. Like it's just messy storytelling. They didn't really need to do it like that. That's yeah. I think this, I, I feel like that was a product of the conflicting versions. I think you know one version had the twist and the other didn't. You know what sucks too is that Ayer tweeted that look, sorry guys, this is my cut. Uh, like this, this was to, what I intended. He's trying to do opposite Josh Trank, I think though. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's not gonna be like Josh Trank, being like, yeah, there's a better cut of this. Like, <laughs> you that's know, true. Everyone, everyone else is gonna be like, okay, well then, why am I gonna see it in the theater? I was wait for it to show up on home video. Yeah, you're right <laughs> about that. He also said, <laughs> "Fuck Marvel" at the <laughs> at the fucking premiere. <laughs> 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 that shit was hilarious and then he tweeted like 
two apologetic tweets. He said, look, I'm sorry. Respect for other filmmakers. Uh, I got I got caught up in the moment. That was tweet number one, and then tweet number two was to Stan Lee. I'm sorry, man. Uh, you you were my childhood, something like that. Yeah. And then Stan Lee was like, it, Stan Lee uh, re- replied with something like, uh, "Look, saying fuck you was one of the best things somebody can say to somebody." <laughs> something like that. The thing is, Marvel has no reason to take offense when, like, Civil War and, like, Deadpool have both done way better than either of these movies this year. Marvel is shitting on Yeah. So it's just like, okay, whatever, you can say that. But it's, it's basically yeah, like punching the little up. kid. It's like the little kid trying to punch up on the bullies. It's like, okay, cool, you can do that, but, like, you still ain't got shit on me. <laughs> yeah, 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 basically, yeah. I mean, there was this interview with Kevin Feige uh, with this, some other dude, some, some blog or something. And he said he just had this attitude of like, you know, the point of uh, putting Spider-Man in Civil War was to uh, show that Spider-Man can be fun again and make people like him. And uh, I think we accomplished that. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I mean, a, I mean, he sounds almost like a dick, but he's not wrong. (laughs) Yeah. And he's just so fucking confident. But then again, he fucking did exactly that. Yep. (laughs) You know. What do you think, James? James, you haven't seen it, right? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, that's right, you didn't see it. Yeah. No, he doesn't have to. Yeah. (laughs) You do not have to, James. We have Uh, seen seen everything. The shot of um, uh, the girl turning into Enchantress in the boardroom where, like, the fingers come under her hand. Oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, that was That was really cool. But, you know, one cool shot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was that was excellent. Uh, one character we haven't talked about, uh, Amanda Waller. I thought Viola Davis was really good in it. Oh she yeah, was perfect for it. Yeah, she it's was great. Kind of, great. It's kind of too bad that, like, I, I feel like in another version of this, people would be walking out going like, "Holy shit, Viola Davis is Amanda Waller!" Like in this one, she's like, she does good for what she's got, but like nobody's walking out being like, "Wow, what a character." You know, when like yeah, really, that's, you're that's right. what they should be. Like this is somebody who like made Batman back down in the comics. Yeah, they, they should have really played good. on like her character arc of like she is the woman that literally chose the lesser of two evils and showed the impact of what that choice is, what that how that affects you as a person, you know? Yeah. But they missed that because again the movie spread so thin. Yep. And it's just not you don't really get to explore her other than just being like, Okay, she's a bitch who kills people you know it's like yeah what, what else is there but like there's no moment where she's just like okay well if i didn't do this what the how the hell would we have saved people you know there she's been... scarier than the enchantress yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah total total badass but like when when they got her in the room you know when they were going to extract her and she's like murders the fbi agents yeah. in front of rick flag and it's like does she's just murdering your like Basically, your people, like brothers yeah. in arms, almost. Like, what's? Am I missed? Did I miss something in that? It feels like they did that just to establish. Okay, remember this is Amanda Waller. Like they, they were just yeah. kind of doing it for the sake of doing it. It's just like when they, when a villain just randomly like shoots someone innocent in a movie. Just sure. I guess I wanted more resistance from Rick Flag a little, maybe. No, I agree. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, that was unnecessary. Well, She's Rick just covering Flagg. up her tracks, but still. Sure. Yeah. No reason to cover up the tracks when the whole city is going to go to shit, though, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they're going to be dead anyway. You don't have to pull the trigger. Uh, yeah, she, she said they didn't have clearance, but I think everything's out of the bag at this point. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Amanda. Uh, 
Yeah. Speaking of Rick Flag, I don't know how the hell they managed to originally get Tom Hardy for this because that was that was his role originally. Oh, that's really? right. Okay. And that's right. I, just, yeah. I just I can't see him do it. It's just so it's not that interesting of a role. I can see Jai Courtney doing that role. Thankfully, sure. he didn't do it. But <laughs> like Tom Hardy going from Bane, and this is coming from someone who wasn't like a huge Dark Knight Rises fan, but going from Bane to that is like the ultimate. That like feels like a fuck you in terms of like <laughs> that's, that's like a huge downgrade. Yeah, I'm glad so, he backed out for sure. I'm glad too. I and, think Will Smith ultimately made the right decision of choosing this over the Independence Day sequel, though. Oh yeah. Yeah, he. Yes. Yeah, I mean, now he's he's in like a whole, uh, you know, universe of films. That totally. even though they're worse than Marvel, they're they're there, and maybe they'll be good eventually. You know, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> There's a few Deadshot things I forgot to talk about that they didn't really cover. I do think I was disappointed, like Andrew, in terms of the scene where he was caught by Batman. I I I heard there was going to be a scene between Deadshot versus Batman. I I. Obviously, being the, you know, fanboy purist, I thought it was literally just going to be a Batman versus Deadshot scene with him in the costume with, like, the mask and everything, shooting at him and Batman dodging and shit like that. So when he just shows oh, up with man. the dot, I'm just like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Be. Yeah, it's just like, oh, come on. And, yeah, they didn't they didn't really cover in, in the comic. Deadshot's kind of known for sort of just having this devil-may-care attitude towards his own life like sort of a death wish sort of thing. They didn't really have that other than maybe the part where he aims the gun at the guard. That's the only time where it's just like, okay, maybe he's got the death wish, but they didn't really cover it. If you play the games too, it's like you've seen better Batman Deadshot scenes. Oh yeah. Even <laughs> in Arkham. Uh, the if you guys remember Gotham Knight, that was like that anime movie tie into the Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, that had a really cool Dead, Batman versus Deadshot fight on that on that subway train. That was right. really cool. Yeah. I was hoping for something like that, but, you know, too high expectations. Maybe maybe they will be, but I just think that would be awesome to have Will Smith versus Ben Affleck in a scene like that, like an actual fight scene, not, like, what they did. So, The rumor is that he's working with Jeff Johns, and it's going to be based in Arkham Asylum, so he goes through, like, a bunch of different villains, but it makes sense because they're all in the asylum. Yeah, it'd be uh, a good way to recap all the Batman stuff without doing, uh, guess what, we're going to do the origin again. We're going to do Yeah, the, it would you know. definitely be something different yeah. that we've seen. So and that would one. maybe be Grant Morrison's Arkham Asylum, at uh, least in part. Uh, I think it'd yeah. probably be closer to the games. Yeah, yeah, probably, the first game. I mean, games don't really have much of a story, though, in terms of, like, <laughs> to turn into a movie. Yeah. But I, I do think a diehard-esque Batman stuck in Arkham movie would be... <laughs> Pretty amazing if they can if they can. Batman without shoes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You just have Gordon oh, as uh, you know the sergeant as the as Al Powell on the on the outside <laughs> like that. I gotta tell you, that's the best idea they've come up with. If they, if they do that, oh, yeah. you do heard that. it here first. You heard it here first. Yep. No, Copyright, Matty Fitz. <laughs> it, would, it would be cool though to just use that as a catch up, being like, okay. Here's our version of Two Face. You don't need to see him become Two Face. Here's our version of Mr. Freeze. You don't have to see him become Mr. Freeze. Here, here's the status quo of these guys, and then we can use any one of them in the future if we want, sort of thing. If if they wanted to catch people up, because this is a Batman who's been around for 20 years, I doubt that the next Batman movie is going to be like, who's this, you know, Catwoman person? Like he's going to know everybody at this point. I hope so. And they need to set uh, yeah, up a Bat so family too. more. Like they they need yeah. they need. 
you know, Batgirl, Batwoman, like that whole deal. That like that'd be worth exploring for sure. At least I a shot or two. I think yeah. that they're definitely going towards that with yeah. Jeff Johns. Because then we've Batman, already just a single character. Yeah, we've already seen. Buddies. We've already seen young Bruce Wayne so so much, you know, and now he to take on like the fatherly kind of role he has for some of those characters mm-hmm. and explore those stories would be really cool. Um, so hopefully in that Affleck and Jeff Johns when it is kind of like an all in type of shindig. Yeah, that like a Batman Incorporated or even I wouldn't yeah. say adapt. Just to us, see how the dynamics like work. Yeah. How much of a dick Batman can be when it comes to like Robin's ability to help him or or his relationship with Dick Grayson post Robin and Batgirl man that shit would be awesome yeah. I mean I can see them doing if Wonder Woman takes off really well I can see them doing a Batman yeah. movie yeah. that emphasizes Barbara as Oracle you got Hunter yeah. there maybe Batwoman where you've got hey we've got a lesbian superhero you know yeah, check it out shit like that <laughs> <laughs> like this, they've got a whole bunch, they've got this whole rich universe now and the, you know okay they've just introduced harley they haven't done their version of catwoman yet they haven't we haven't seen this harley with poison ivy yet those two are best friends yeah, like, there's a whole bunch awesome. of female characters that they can explore right now in that universe that the, i think the gotham they sirens could, they could do the gotham and louise with giant hammers and yeah <laughs> it's man eating plants Hey, I mean, that spin-off movie that was reported by Hollywood Reporter could essentially be Gotham Sirens versus Birds of Prey. Cool. That'd, That'd be interesting. Just a whole female-led superhero. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd, yeah. I'd see it. So. It'd Man, awesome. we all would. <laughs> <laughs> just get all the hottest except, women in there. Yeah. Except James. James won't go see it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said he's seeing Wonder Woman, so we'll see. Yeah. I don't believe it. Until you see it. Until you tell me you've seen it. We'll see about that. Did you guys see the... Because I was kind of curious about... I was thinking about this, too, in terms of, like, future Batman movies or movies where he teams up with other heroes. Did you see that geeking out clip where Kevin Smith shows Matt Damon, like, hey, read off these comic book characters? And yeah, Damon yeah, yeah. Oliver Queen. I did see that. That was... I mean, I'd rather see him as Oliver Queen than the fucking Great Wall movie. Like, if you want to yeah, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> I think China just uh, backed a dump truck full of money to his garage or whatever and just like hey we got like three days for you well, if you got if you have like Zhang Yimao doing you know another like big China epic like you know China's gonna give him the money and they're gonna let him do it yeah I mean yeah. we're seeing globalization really happen here man yeah. like we got a yeah. Hollywood star starring in a Chinese movie what was the movie we saw, Andrew? Was it was it Star Trek? Like the, the beginning credits, like when they would use this show like Paramount or whatever. They yeah, had, yeah, like, yeah. The bad robot plus yeah. uh, the Chinese company that was footing yeah. the bill as well. Like that's that's another. They're example. sharing the market now. Yeah. Mm. Yep, it's happening. It's crazy. It's gonna be like Serenity or with uh, Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> We're all gonna learn a little bit of Chinese. Be a lot more. <laughs> a beautiful future <laughs> but the All movies will still be good except for DC movies <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> they'll still be shit <laughs> until Nolan returns his triumphant return they're gonna clone him yeah do you uh, I don't think we got to I, I mean I didn't uh, the Justice League trailer didn't come out when I was last interviewed. So uh, yeah, I was I was just thinking that actually um, we could go over that real quick if you guys want to. 
Yeah. Sure. What were your thoughts, uh, uh, Ben? For me, I think uh, it was cool seeing what they were, what they had in mind in terms of this Batman who's recruiting the Justice League. I do think it gets a little repetitive if they ever decide to do the Outsiders or Batman Inc. or the Bat Family, where it's just like, okay, Batman leads like 50 different superhero groups now. <laughs> like, right. so we'll see what they do with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, going character by character, Aquaman. Like, some people I saw comments were just like, they're turning Aquaman into a badass. I'm just like, dude, this is the 90s Aquaman. He looked, he had a beard and was all muscly and shit. He looked like Poseidon. So. Dude, I literally shut up some guy at work about that. He came in and was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you mean big bro, stupid Aquaman or whatever? And I, and I was like, I typed in 90s Aquaman yeah. and showed him. And then he was like, he literally shut up and walked out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> so... so yeah, so yeah, I like it. Whatever. I want him to be this like bearded guy who like you know He's goes a into a pub and like fucking drinks his ass off yeah. and like gets in fights and you know. Just There's this, one one just thing this, like, about you that know, though. Uh, Sorry. Uh, you know, uh, like I don't know what I want to use, but you know, just a a guy out at sea, basically. One thing that like struck me in that thing, like he was probably my favorite in the trailer, but like when he he throws the drink down, right, his bottle, right, yeah. Do you really think Aquaman would litter? <laughs> <laughs> he cleaned it up right afterwards. <laughs> he got he's a like, fish. Uh, go give me. He's like, yeah. go give me for a like, like, that. Like he's so like, out of character, it feels like. There was he's also like, a, yeah, that line from Bruce Wayne where he's just like he brings fish to the hungry people, and then someone in the comments is like, "Wait a minute!" So Aquaman telepathically tricks the fish into sacrificing themselves. <laughs> the humans. So I'm like, um, I you know, don't know. I don't know how to explain that. But that didn't that didn't bother me as much as the bottle thing. Like in the in the <laughs> Jeff Johns run, remember he's eating a fish sandwich or something. He was like, "Yeah, I eat fish." Like, <laughs> so he's not like in love with them or whatever, but he can control them and talk. Yeah. Or send yeah, impulses totally. to their brain or whatever. Um, but like that, that, those shots of him like being a badass and the fucking waves hitting him and shit, that was awesome. I feel like you need that because so many people have the the Aquaman from Super Friends that Robot Chicken and Family Guy have made fun of. Mm-hmm. That like this was really the only way to pull off Aquaman without people uh, just thinking he's a joke. You know, and you know, it does kind of sometimes feel like maybe they might be trying too hard by getting Call Drogo to do it. But like, hey, like I'm I'm on board with it. I think it'll no, be it's cool. fucking badass, man. Yeah, it's, it's I think great. It'll be cool. And uh, like, I, I, my, just real quick about Aquaman too yeah. before we move on. My thoughts echo Kevin Smith's where he's been talking about this lately where he says uh, it's good to hear that line where I heard I hear he brings fish to the people. Yeah. It's like is is a hero acting like a hero in DC? <laughs> Do, and, uh, what's going on here? Yeah. You know? Absolutely. It's like that one line, that one line is like okay, we're it's like a 12 step program. We're making some steps. But yeah. then he throws the bottle on the ground. So he's yeah, gonna, yeah. And then he goes a step back. <laughs> don't take remember, a step back. Don't forget, he's a badass. It's a yeah. fish to the people, but he can also smash a bottle. Right, right, right. <laughs> Let's see. Next character. I mean, we already we've already talked about like Batman. And, we already know Batman and Wonder Woman, Superman. I do think they've updated that Batman suit. The cowl looks a little different to me. I, I'm cool with it either way. I I still think the the suit from Batman for Superman Suicide Squad is the best. Live action Batman suit simply because it finally looks like the comic brought to life. Yes, uh, and I've always yes. had an issue with, with that in all the previous ones from Burton on. 
the next, let's see, just Cyborg real quick. There wasn't much of him, but, you know, I, I think it's cool. I, I've never been a huge follower of Cyborg. Uh, I've always kind of preferred Martian Manhunter being part of the Justice League, even though they kicked him out in the new 52. But, oh well, well, the thing was with Martian Manhunter, like, look, I like, I think he's a great character, but they, they're trying to get this this Martian character to be kind of like a voice for minorities, but it, it, it's still a Martian character. It's like, let's just get an actual black dude, you know? I can see that. That's that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, I, I can see that, and I can see how some people might feel he's a bit repetitive because just like, okay, what are the things about him? Well, he can fly. He, sh- he has heat vision. I'm like, okay, that sounds familiar. He's the last of his kind, also familiar. Uh, the only other things, okay, so, but you've got the whole, like, okay, well, he's also a fucking telepath, and he can go stealth, and he can shapeshift. Oh, yeah, shapeshift, yeah. Yeah, so it's just like, okay, so he's even more powerful than Superman, and people have a problem with Superman being too powerful. So I can kind of see that. I do, I already enjoy the version of Martian Manhunter in the Supergirl show, so I'm cool with him, like, taking a back seat right now in terms of the movie, since there is already a version. Right, but I've always—I don't know. I guess I'm just—it's just an affection for that character since the since seeing the Justice League. I think it's kind of a shame that he's been kind of written out of that. In this isn't really necessarily the movie's fault, but more like the whole New Fifty Two thing that the movie's basing itself kind of off. Right, and that's already done. Yeah, already done. <laughs> in the Next. trailer, yeah. Cyborg, um, it shows him with his suit, and then with him, and he's wearing like a jacket, and he doesn't have the. Uh, the gear on his face is the gear on his face removable, or is this like a maybe that was a, like a flashback or something? Or it could be a flashback, Possibly. or I might have read something about in this version, like that the metal thing is able to like be more of a chameleon and make it look like to other people that he's got a normal face or something like that. I don't know. Okay, we'll see. <clears throat> I don't know that much about the character, but I'm you know, hey, I'm cool with. DC doing, you know, here's our black superhero, here's our version of a technological RoboCop type superhero. So sure. I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's sort of way one, of uh, having that, that leg up on Marvel in that department too. I, I mean, kind of. I think, isn't Black Panther coming out before Cyborg? Yeah, but they got, uh, yes, but like they're still in the beginning phases of theirs where it's taken Marvel quite a well, quite a while true, to yeah. add black people to the universe. True, true, true. <laughs> anyway, uh, you're moving on to The Flash maybe? Yeah, the Flash. To me, the characterization of this Flash just feels more Wally West than Barry Allen, in terms of just him being more comedic. I got to tell you, so I'm, I'm a big DC fan, and I yeah. watched the Flash show. Can you run us down the, the differences between Barry Allen and Wally West, real quick? Like, like you know. Right. Well, Barry came quick. first, and he was just more of the. <clears throat> I mean, he was—he's the guy who's always like he's like the nice guy, he's the hero. And everything. I think the the CW show kind of does that pretty well. Wally's kind of known for being more cocky, more okay. of a fuck up, more also more humorous. He's definitely like he was the he was the funny Michael Rosenbaum voice Flash in the Justice League. That was the Wally West Flash. They haven't right, really right. conveyed that personality in the CW show. That's my main problem with the Wally West in, in the CW show is that he doesn't really seem to have the Wally West personality. If he did, I'd be on. I'd be more on board. But hey, his Kid Flash costume looks cool for next season, so we'll see. Yeah. 
But this one seems, it just seems personality-wise that he's going to be the main comic relief. He's going to be the, and, and that to me is a bit more Wally. And I, I still feel, since I have such an affection too for the for the CW show, it's almost like could they have just gotten away with having Barry stay in CW and Wally being the one in the films, you know? But I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm I'm willing to give Ezra Miller a chance. Still. He seems all right. I mean, I always thought he was a bit miscast, but in these trailers, it's like, you know, he's definitely not the worst part about it. I mean, he, right. the Justice League trailer was pretty decent overall. It's just the fact that Wonder Woman trailer was so much better. And right. it feels it feels almost kind of weird that Batman is the one recruiting them all because, yes, I could see him on the one hand being logical and being like, look, I, I hate working with people, but I'm going to have to to defeat these people, defeat Steppenwolf or whatever. Right. It's but on the other hand, he's such a loner, and it's like it's so against his character. It's just like it's like ah, it just kind of kills me. Well, the thing is, it, it kind of ties into what they tried to establish, you know, in this in Batman vs Superman, where Superman's dead, and he's just like, oh, like I gotta, I gotta take the reins now. Like I, I feel like that's what. Uh, is that what it is? Bit. Yeah. Now, I personally think the best way to just get the Justice League together is not even to have the whole like I'm gonna recruit you thing. It's like hey, there's a threat, everybody shows up, and you're just like, all right, well, let's just like that, pretty much that's how they did it in the cartoon. I think Justice League Year One does something similar, as, as well as uh, Justice League Origin that was adapted into Justice League War. Like that's kind of just how the Justice League comes together in the comic. I don't think you need like the Nick Fury type guy going like, I'm going to recruit you. You know what? You know what should have happened. I, 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 I've had. The, I might have told you this before, but I feel like if they wanted to get the Justice League quickly and it makes sense, and for people not to hate Man of Steel, what, what if like at the end of Man of Steel, where all the buildings are falling down and shit, like you, you see like red streaks popping out of nowhere, and like what if you didn't expect that to happen? Like Flash is yeah. like saving people from the falling buildings, and then Cyborg is like. You know, saving people as well. Maybe doing a laser against some shit to. Yeah, and they all show up. Yeah. Yeah, and they all show up to kind of save the day. And it a shows how much of a noob Superman is, how much he needs the other guys, introduces everybody yeah. else really quickly, and then at the end you're like, holy fuck! Like, I, I don't know. Did anyway. I just see the Justice League? Yeah. Oh. And it, yeah. And it would have been like kind of a quick thing, but it would have, it would have saved Man of Steel's reputation, and it would have you know gotten everybody, uh, all the whole team on board like fast. Yeah, it would have it would have ended on a more sort of hopeful note, I think. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Remember we were. Well, I think. Yeah. Like Superman would have been like, "Hey, I, I I would have fucked up without you guys. I'm glad you were there." Well, I'm well, a noob superhero. Sorry, Maddie, go ahead. No, no. The, what they should have done with Batman versus Superman is just called it fucking Dawn of Justice and done that exact same shit you just talked about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were so many missed opportunities in that fucking movie. One, Lois Lane has to go underwater to get that fucking uh, spear yeah. thing. I thought Why he the was fuck show wasn't up. Aquaman there? Like, I thought he was going to show up. Who made this movie? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, like no, nobody, no one on that set was like, uh, excuse me, can we have Aquaman here? Because it's water and Aquaman. You, you get where I'm going with this, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's too busy littering that's great. what's going on yeah, yeah right? it would have just been so good just to like cut out the whole batman versus superman part of that film and just make it like that uh, kind of event that brings these other characters together and you just kind of meet them no fucking backstory bullshit 
they're just there and then you just end with this epic shot of them all standing together and you would have been like then it ends and it's like justice league coming soon we all would have stood up cheered shat our pants fucking spilt drinks on everyone and be like cannot wait yeah can you can you imagine like at the end of at the end of man of steel where like flash is like running zoom 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 people are like what like what if you didn't expect it and you just saw red streaks as the buildings were falling and that and that's destruction porn scenes right and everybody Andrew, starts I'm hard showing right up. now. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> I mean, you would have been like, "Am I watching the best movie I've ever seen right now?" <laughs> uh, but okay, so this version of Flash isn't going to show up for that, but he's going to show up to stop Captain Boomerang essentially. So far, that's what it that's seems true. like right now. Uh, yeah, you know, it's like, uh, well, what are we doing? What are we doing? Also, talking about Suicide Squad, when you guys talking about like the Deadshot moment, when they could have had this really cool like action scene with Batman versus Deadshot or like Batman taking on the new Joker or like Flash showing up to like take out Captain Boomerang. I was like, you guys really couldn't choreograph the really cool like Flash scene really quick, not just Ezra Miller running up and then saying something and then being like, okay, well, that's how Ca- Captain Boomerang is here. No, it's because like, even their big action sequences like fucking... weren't that great. <laughs> yeah, no, I, well, agreed, but it's just like, I feel like all the DC stuff recently is just fucking missed opportunities over and over again. It's yes. like, no, yeah. I, like, and hopefully with Jeff John stepping in, he's going to be the guy that goes, uh, Aquaman should be here. Flash should come in and save some shit in Man of Steel. Like, he's just going to be the person that we are, like, w- what we're talking about right now. He's going to have all the answers. Let's hope. You know, like, hopefully he's going to be the guy that's like, you know what would make this cooler if Aquaman brought up the spear? Dude, yes. Basically, yes. dude, he's been promoted to chief creative officer at DC for the movies. So I mean, well, it's about time. Who had that job before him? I don't they know. Failed. I think Charles Rubin. Miserably. Yeah, yeah I know. Look, <laughs> look, hopefully, hopefully yeah. we'll see him change some shit up. And uh, like, even like James Wan said that he threw. I don't know if he threw out, but he said he, they, like they're doing major changes to the Aquaman script based on Jeff Johns' notes. Uh, I'm super excited about that, especially James Wan. Like, I just. I think like his horror movies are fucking solid. He always brings something new to that genre, which is really hard to do because horror movies have been around forever. Uh, for him to get Aquaman, I'm just super excited just to see like if it's going to be like any kind of that aspect of like what he brings to horror. Like it's going to be really interesting to see his Aquaman movie, especially yeah. after like, you know, Wonder Woman definitely has a certain kind of feel to it. You know, Justice League is going to be another Zack Snyder kind of thing. So to like you know have these different directors come in and do like Flash and Aquaman, it's going to be uh, be very interesting to see what they bring to those universe, this like DC universe. Hope but, so, yeah. man. I mean, Jeff Johns has been like the big driving force with the comics for a long time. So I, I, I will just my, I hope that they do the trench in Aquaman. I want monsters, sea monsters. I want scary shit happening at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, I mean, like, yep. they got to put in the budget to make Atlantis like it needs to be. And, like, can you imagine, like, seeing it, other Atlanteans and their armor and the swimming scenes and all that and him, like, summoning fucking Cthulhu out of the motherfucking depths, you know? Yeah. Like, there's, there's a fucking big opportunity there, man. And there needs to yeah. be a scene where he's like, you land you land lovers uh whatever uh walk on one third of the earth i command three-fourths of this planet you know yeah <laughs> that that could be that could be incredible yeah i i just want i don't i don't know what i want from aquaman and justice league maybe a shark taking out a villain something yeah 
Dude, I mean, if you, if you see him even in the late, the latest Injustice Two trailers, where he's like commanding fucking a huge ass octopus to wrap around the dude and suck him down or whatever, like into the ocean, it's like that's uh, kind of how it should be. Yeah, you know, did Aquaman yeah. just kill that person? Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Okay. <laughs> in this new DC universe, all su- superheroes kill people now. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Just- yeah, we've we've gotten past it. Your yeah, special whole, your special needs. So there'll be a whole <laughs> online debate. Like, did, okay, so did, did the shark kill him or did Aquaman kill him? Who's responsible <laughs> yeah. for the death of this guy? Yeah, when did he let when go of his brain? The shark. Yeah, yeah. When did the <laughs> when did the shark take over? Yeah, exactly. I just led <laughs> yeah. the shark there. I didn't make him eat you. <laughs> yeah, right. That was his decision. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, he's still he's an accomplice to murder, though. At least at that point. <laughs> I'm okay are there, with that. <laughs> here's a question for you guys. Are there other DC characters or Justice League members that you want to see that have not been announced yet? Uh, yeah, and I, I have a very weird answer to this, but uh, it would be probably the Justice League Dark Universe, but it would be the Spectre. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. I'd I like to see Blue Beetle. Awesome. Blue Beetle, yeah. Um, come in. I, you know what? I'd actually like a Young Justice movie. I think that would be really sweet. Like seeing Robin and like setting up that kind of universe, um, just like with all these kids taking on some of these new villains and stuff. I don't know. That would it would be, be fun. Cool to see. They would ha- they would add the fun to it as well. Yeah, because you could put Blue Beetle in there, having like a Robin be like the leader, like Nightwing or something, mm-hmm. like watching over them. I think would be really cool to see. And it could have like a similar production value as like a young adult movie, like uh, Maze Runner or whatever. Like if you're yeah. thinking like a like, oh, yeah. a produ- like a producer like hey let's let's target young adult and let's give it this budget and whatever you know like this is our it, superhero Hunger Games you know yes it could yeah. it could work it could work yeah that'd be awesome who did you who would you want to see Ben I have a I have like a whole bunch of, hold on my cat is <laughs> hold on let me off. unroll my scroll of characters. <laughs> I <wanted to. laughs> I I personally would love to see a more I guess comic book based Green Arrow Black Canary. Yeah. I think I'm pretty much done with Arrow right now. Yeah. Oh I god, dude! Yeah. I I cannot watch the show anymore, man. Yeah. It's pretty. It's it could have. I don't know. It's it was so good the first two seasons, and now I'm just like, okay, I'm not. I I checked whatever. in again for like just to give it one last shot. Uh, like, you know, near the end of the season last time, and there were literally, like, four or five crying scenes. Oh, it's like, mainly Felicity, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was like everybody, but yeah, Felicity too, and it's like, I cannot take this anymore. I want to go over and have some smiles and ice cream with right. Supergirl and Flash over here. I can't yeah. take this fucking crying <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, so I want to see, like, I can totally see, we were talking earlier about the whole Matt Damon thing, I can totally see him as, like, the older... Sort of midlife crisis, Oliver Queen from the Longboat Hunters, the guy, oh, guy who's fighting for, you know, guy, guy who's the liberal who's fighting for the poor, who wants to, you know, help out on that. And then you get, you know, you get someone hot like, um, you know, you get like a Charlie Terran type to be Black Canary or something. You ever heard the actual like metahuman Sonic Scream? And, right, 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 right. Like right. actually develop that relationship because Arrow sure as hell didn't. And like give us some like Green Arrow, like some actual Green Arrow villains, like a good version of Count Vertigo, because they sort of twice. Yes. Yeah, they yeah. Give, give us that. Give us, you know, a better version of Brick. Like Onoma- like Kevin Smith wants to do an onomatopoeia 
episode yeah yeah, for yeah Arrow. That's i'm just right, like that's fuck right. that why don't you why don't you direct and do your own green arrow movie yes. and put on yeah. in that i'd rather see that yeah that yeah that the ground is fertile there for sure man yeah and then you can cross them over at any time and then of course there's going to be the whole like fandom heads will explode to see ben affleck and matt damon together again but this time is batman and green man arrow. that would be the shit dude actually yep. And you, you, you know, when you watch that Geeking Out segment, you really do see the uh, the skill of an actor that Bat- Matt Damon has. Because, yeah. like, they just, he just, like, reading them there, you know, he's, like, it seems like it's the first time he's reading them. And yeah. he just delivers each of these lines so fucking well. Mm-hmm. It's like, shit, like, ah, you're an actor, you're so good. <laughs> yeah, no, he was, he was, it was, that was, that part was so good where he was doing the the line from dark knight returns i was just like holy shit i, w- I want to see this i want to see him as the green arrow with uh with affleck but you know we'll see we'll see what happens i don't know if they'll do it with i mean i say that i don't know if they'll do it with the tv show going on and yet you know now they're doing they're doing two barry allen flashes so i'm like okay well never mind I, maybe they would do it so we'll see uh what other things could be cool uh, I'm trying to think of anything that hasn't been actually covered by the Berlantiverse. I'm just going to say, I mean? more bearded superheroes I'm okay with. <laughs> Aquaman bearded, I need Green Berlant's Arrow bearded. bearded. Yep. I think we had talked on this podcast about like maybe like the next Superman be sort of like almost like a all-star Superman based on like the comic sort of in Oh, you mean like, like smile and uh, be cool again? Yeah, but I'd want to I'd see uh, my character was Bizarro. <laughs> Oh, it'd be great. Oh, yeah. It's so hokey, but it's so great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. I want to see. Just like I, I don't know if you guys know who Eric Powell is. He does uh, the Goon. He mm-hmm. did a, a, yeah. some some artwork for Superman and did like the Bizarro, and it looked pretty awesome. So I, I'd want to see that. Like Maddie and I talked about this before, but like you you got like Marvel with like their vanilla cookie cutter, you know, Boy Scout character Captain America, and he's fucking great. He's so you want to root for him. He's naive. You know all these things. It's like if you; those are almost the same personality traits Superman has. Right. Yeah. And and Marvel's or uh, DC's missing the boat on all this. And they they, they think that he can't be cool. They got to darken him up. And and like, fucking. I mean, Captain America's fucking. Uh, you know, his tra- trilogy is probably my favorite trilogy in the Marvel universe right now. Um, yeah, maybe there's more factors than just Captain America, but that that contribute to that. But you know, whatever. Right. I they, mean, they're, they're fucking it up, basically. Once Captain again. America is our Superman right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Basically, totally. I don't see a lot of kids anymore with Superman shirts. I see them with Captain America shirts. Yes. And it doesn't surprise me. And I think they, that's pretty much proof that you can have this all-American patriotic do-good superhero and still make audiences want to go see his movies because his movies are good and he's just so damn likable because he's still rooted in being that weave in the first 30 minutes of the first movie being that guy who you know used to be beaten up and shit and still really wanted to fight but he couldn't and all that we remember that dude that call back in civil war where he's like oh dude i can do this all day yes i was like oh my god they called back to the first one (laughs) (laughs) they even skipped winter soldier it's like ah yes this is so good he's still that guy you know he's still that motherfucker that's like mentally he's the same you know Right, exactly, and so you have all of that stuff that just makes him so black when you want to root for him. I mean, even I saw I saw the clip from the ultimate cut of Batman vs Superman where he he the building explodes, the Capitol explodes, and he's bringing people out, 
But he kind of just like brings the people out. He looks grim as fuck. The guys are like, okay, you can, you can, you you can leave now. And he's just looking at the bodies and he just flies away. And I'm just like, eh, there's something off about this. Like, why doesn't he has no words of comfort for any of the victims? <laughs> right, 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 right. Nothing to say. He's he can't. Like he's not gonna say like I'm gonna find who did this or or find who's like he he just like looks around like there's not a huge personality difference between the Man of Steel Superman in these movies and like a Batman type. I'm talking simply personality, whereas like yeah. okay they're both grim and don't really talk much and don't really smile much and just like hold on <clears throat> there you go uh, and it's just not like what's the point. Like, that's the big missed opportunity to Batman vs. Superman. We did not get to see the interplay of those characters as the opposites. You got, yeah. like, you got to see the right. Batman detective. You didn't get to see the Boy Scout that much, in contrast. Yeah. So, right. like, what's the, like, you, you saw the Bruce Wayne being the extraordinary human who is also just an ordinary man with no powers, but you didn't really get to see a guy who's got extraordinary powers but is still, like, a relatable average Joe who's got a 9-to-5 job. And there's still like the like Superman's naivete and and Batman's you know cold logical reasoning, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That that could have clashed as well, you know, where like Superman would like not have a plan or whatever and just go in and yeah we can save all of them and even though he's super powered he might not be able to do that. Right. And Batman would have been like we need to do this and this and this, and this is a plan and. Hell, we might even we might not even save these people. I don't know, but we're gonna save as many as possible. Right. You know what exactly. I mean? Like that they could have had that. <laughs> Fuck, man, we're I, just yeah. All these I problems. Can, I don't know. I can see Batman <laughs> being the type where he's just like, oh shit, like I don't know if I can save everybody, sort of thing. And he's like, okay, I might have to only have to save seventy five percent, but then the extra twenty five percent gets saved by Superman. You know what I mean? And then Superman. The, the like, hardest, you know, the hardest like twenty five percent. Like the they, they, they yeah. got to be saved in like a half a second or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And Superman can do it. And so Batman becomes more optimistic because of Superman. Superman is just like you know those are you know we have to work together so that we can even those odds out. And so it's never a chance of you know trying to prioritize one life or another. We can save everyone. But what we got was a character arc based on the mother's names being the same. Yes. So, oh my God. Yeah. Ben, Ben, um, we actually have a little bit more to cover. Yep. Sorry to cut you off a little bit early, but um, we got need man. to get to the, the the rest of the show. So covered most of what I want to talk about anyway. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, anyway, I forgot to say this in the last one though, actually that you were on, but uh, Ben is part of Batman-Online.com. You're a contributor there, Ben. Uh, yeah, yeah, every now and then. That's kind of why I forgot last time because like it's been a while since we've written articles. But we, I've mainly been a contributor sometimes to interviews. I interviewed Arlene Sorkin, the original Harley Quinn, a long time ago, and I'm actually curious to get her thoughts on the Suicide Squad if she even got the chance to see it. If you can and, get her on here, that'd be awesome. Oh well, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll have a chat with her. And yeah. uh, the main thing that we do, though, that I've been a part of, is a bunch of features called the Comic Book Influences. So we take the DC movies, we've done it for Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, uh, the Burton films, and we'll probably do it for Suicide Squad. But essentially be like, okay, here are all the comic books that have those similarities. They probably got this image from this comic. Uh, We did a huge breakdown on Dark Knight Rises showing that the comic that it had the most uh, in common with wasn't even Nightfall or No Man's Land, but the uh, the cult. So there's a lot of interesting parallels there so if you check it out there it's all on batmanonline.com the 
webmaster there. Paul is a friend of mine, and we'll be uh, we'll be trying trying to put up a Suicide Squad comic book influences article soon. Whenever the hell I get any time, which is probably not going to be anytime soon, but we'll we'll try it out. All right, cool. We'll put that up on the Superhouse uh, Facebook and Twitter and all that. Um, dude, thanks for coming on again, man. No Senior problem. Batman yeah. correspondent Ben Yip, everybody. <laughs> thanks, Ben. Thank you. Thanks. 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 Bye. All right. All right. See you, Take dude. Care. See you. See ya. All right, moving right along. I think we wanted to go right into Maddie's music. The album this time was the band. Well, the album was self-titled, and it was a band called Wrong, as in Right and Wrong. And uh, Maddie, why this album, bro? Uh, I just felt like the last couple albums have been a little, a uh, little too chill for us. <laughs> needed to, needed to get a little, get some hard stuff back into the some, mix again. Some metal back in our lives. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just kept on seeing this pop up on like Relapse's uh, site as a new band they had signed, and I was like, I don't know. Uh, and I kept on getting confused with like an er another band from like the late '80s, early '90s called Prong, and I was like, is this the same band? Like, I don't even know what this is. And I was at a record store, and I found like the CD for like five bucks. Like, I was like, all right, I'll give it a go, and uh, just really liked it it took me a little while to get into it because the more screamy vocals on this i uh, was not a fan of but the more i listened to it the more they grew on me uh i really like the like uh sporadicness of like some of the guitar stuff it seems like just some guys jamming in a fucking garage and be like oh this sounds cool let's just go with this and then they just recorded it uh also the uh, cover art reminds me of like 90s kind of like punk or hardcore groups which also drew me to it um but yeah i just thought it'd be kind of cool to, to see what you guys thought um yeah i mean i don't know it just it took me a little while to get into but once i was into it i love it and can't wait to see what these guys do with a, a follow-up album what did you guys think anybody else listen to it i listen to it go ahead joey i thought uh if, i feel like what you're saying maddie it's like it takes you a little bit to sort of get into it yeah because uh, it sounds like you know guys just kind of uh, jamming out in a garage and it's kind of sporadic and just kind of uh, just kind of all over the place. So I'm I'm, I'm um, I've been listening to it a little more and I'm, I'm starting to like it. Um, you know, it's pretty fucking metal and uh, you know it's uh, just uh, all the songs. They're not they don't really do anything special. It's just it's just straight up metal. Um, yeah. I think I you know it, it's been a while since I've sort of. Uh, heard, yeah, I guess just that. Um, but yeah, I'm still giving it a, a few more listens to get into it. But uh, so far, I like it. Um, yeah. Cool. Who else listened to it? Is that it? I did, and I uh, feel the same way about about it. Both you guys, I've enjoyed what I've heard so far, but I think I'm gonna give it a couple more listens to really get more into it as well. Yeah, there's a lot like musically going on with it. Like, uh, it's really. Uh, uh, I was listening to it in my car with a friend, and he's like, "Man, this shit's riffy as fuck." And it's like, mm -hmm. it's true because just sometimes you'll be like, "Oh, that's cool," and then these guys will just start riffing on like, there'll be like five different riffs on a song, and you're like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." It's kind of sporadic, but I like it. Um, but yeah. Andrew, did you listen to it? Yes, I did, Maddie. My favorite track was "Boil." Oh, um, that's a fucking good one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was like, I, feel, I, I guess we're all echoing each other, but yeah, I think the vocals are a bit tough to get listen to, to get used to, even though you listen, even if you listen to metal a lot, 
Um, I think it also kind of straddled that line between being really hard rock and metal. It's like yeah. you kind of don't know what they are sometimes, but that's cool, sort of a genre blend. Um, and uh, yeah, it's kind of like a garage thing. I'd say if it was like a like a score out of ten, I'd give it like a like a six or six point five. Whereas like liturgy and uh, gray Run- gray worm, what's his name? Uh, Raleigh Ritchie. Yeah, they'd be up in the nines. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it was it was pretty good. I'd probably have to give it a few more listens, but yeah, and it kind of reminded me of the Melvins a bit too. Yeah. Um, I think that they were kind of like, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna take these guys as an influence, and maybe we'll be part of that fan base. Uh, maybe um, are they are they kind of like big in that scene, or they're really indie? Oh, I don't know, man. I just like, <laughs> just like, I haven't read anything about them, really. I just picked it up because of the artwork mainly, and just to give it a shot, just to try something new. Because I listen to a lot of music, but. Every it just I, I need something new like every other week or something. So yeah, <laughs> it was dude, just like if, a. If you weren't giving me suggestions, I don't think I'd be listening to a bunch of new shit lately. Like I've been so stagnant in my, you know, finding new bands search. Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, for I think this band is like kind of an influence of like most like cool '90s like metal or hard rock that was good or like hardcore. It just seems like an amalgamation of like everything they were probably listening to when they grew up, which is why I think I like it a lot too. Uh, right. But uh, yeah, man, I just, I, I'm really interested to see what the next release will be like because after you get like your first album done, it feels like those are the songs you've been playing for like 10 plus years or whatever. So now you have to make a whole new set of songs. So it's going to be interesting to see what they've learned from this record to like touring with other bands and then like because I think they're really talented guys, so it's gonna be interesting to see what see what they do uh, with the next album. Where are they from? Do you know? I uh, dude, I don't I don't know enough. I, most of the time, I don't even know what the bands look like anymore, man. <laughs> like I'll just like I won't know until like I go if they come close and I can go see them live. I right. rarely read up on like because I feel like once I start reading up on a band like all the dirt comes up and then I'm like, Oh, this person's piece of shit. I don't know if I want to listen to this, you know, like, uh, so I just kind of try to stay like, just let the music speak for itself, which is what I kind of try to do with like actors and stuff. Like they might be pieces of shit outside in their, uh, real life, but I try not to like, let that, like the character they're playing in a film or something dissuade me from seeing said film, even though I've heard that like they're, not good people outside of, you know, Russell Crowe and whatnot. Life. Yeah, or like I think Jared Leto is also known for being a piece of shit too. But oh, I've I, heard about know, that. I, yeah. So you know, like I, I'm interested to see him play play Joker because he's done other cool stuff, and you know, I thought the casting was pretty cool, and you know, like also like Mel Gibson. I'm not gonna stop watching those old Mad Max movies just because that dude's a fuckhead, you know? Right, right, right. Cool. But you know. But yeah, I just kind of like that's the way I approach music a lot of the time is just like kind of taking it in for mu- music and not trying to like associate it with like each individual person and what that individual person does. Because um, the I last think time I. <laughs> for some reason, I like to look up where the band is from sometimes because I'd be like, ah, that area is producing this type of music. <laughs> yeah. You know, but then you, then you hear like, you know, Black Keys are from a- Akron, Ohio. And it's yeah. like. 
it's like oh how did, they're not from the south oh. how, did, how did that happen you know like it's just <laughs> yeah i don't know I, li- I like looking up that sometimes i didn't with wrong but um yeah well i feel like like more commonly like back in the day they're like you had these scenes of like boston hardcore scene and like the dc scene but i feel like music's so easily accessible now that it you know, you can be a band from fucking Alaska and sound like a Boston hardcore band, you know? Right, right, right. So I'm just like, I also agree with you. Once I like get into a band a little more, I sometimes like research them a little bit and just see like if they were in other bands. I think more so if I know a guy was in a different band, I want to know like how he got with these other guys to make this new band or right. something like that. But um, yeah, man, uh, did anybody, Matt, did you listen to this? Oh, he's not even here right now. He's gone. <laughs> I think he went to sleep, dude. He might have. <laughs> Turn off that mic so we can hear them oh, no, snores. I was just doing, moving some stuff. <laughs> As he wakes up and rubs the sleep from his eyes. Yeah, exactly. I do need the head soon, though. Did you uh, listen to this album at all, Matt? Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't even know what was the band this time. Uh, uh, wrong. They're called Wrong. Wrong, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, Matt, um, I've, we have a bunch of our H&M CDs just sitting in a, in a box, <laughs> so oh, yeah. I might grab them and try to send them to you. Oh, sure. Yeah, why not? Because <laughs> you asked me about like what they played in the store. It's like, always right. like one song I, I hear there, and I'm like, oh, it's catchy, but I have no idea what it is. Dude, I don't know so many fucking ridiculous pop songs now. Suzanne, they listen to <laughs> yeah. There. Yeah. Then yeah. there's only like three like I really like that I think are like legitimately good songs. The rest of them I just know every lyric to and can sing along. To. Yeah. <laughs> I hate my I hate myself. <laughs> Taylor Swift, bro. Uh, it, it's like some yeah, it's like that and like we'll play Justin Bieber and stuff. Oh and god. I don't know. It's just it's like, but like I don't know. Who, everyone's like, Maddie, you like this song?" And I was like, "Yeah." Like, well, I don't like it, but I can. I know the lyrics. I'm like, you know who this is, right? I was like, "Don't tell them." They're like Justin Bieber. I'm like, "God damn it!" <laughs> That's at least I know like at least three or four Justin Bieber songs now. Uh, but I don't know that he sings them. I just know the lyrics to them. Okay. And can sing along with every other little girl that's singing along to them. <laughs> oh my but, god, Drake too. Oh, dude, I fuck, fuck Drake. <laughs> That's all anyone listens to at work. They're like, yeah, but Drake. And I'm like, fuck Drake. <laughs> you know, it's so weird, man, because I, I feel old when I when this shit comes up. But it's like, it's like we grew up listening to 90s rap, gangster-ass yeah. shit. Even, like, white kids, <laughs> like Tupac and Biggie and people just murdering each other and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And now yeah. we got Kanye selling women's clothes and Drake. It's like... <laughs> What I mean, I don't expect it like rap to always stay the same, but it just feels like, and I, I, it's good that people aren't killing each other anymore. I want to say that, but it's just like Andrew misses it. It's it's just like that rap. The rap shit is just so different. It's ah, I can't take it. I know, and then it's like like uh, the guy that I do truck with on Wednesdays. We call it Wu Tang Wednesday, and we play a lot of like a hip hop on our like through our phones. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like there's some of us back there who'll just be referencing all this '90s stuff, and they're like, "Wait, who's Wu Tang?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, what are you oh, really? Wu-Tang? It's really? like, go kill yourself. It's what they played at the fucking um, Luke Cage trailer, okay? Yeah, right. And then they're like, "What's Luke Cage?" And I'm like, I d- "You're not my people." Yeah, <laughs> I'm around. None of you are my people. Yeah, Daddy, yeah. are people really saying this? Yeah, dude. Oh man, this is. <laughs> uh, we got in this like whole run of like band tees at work. 
and like our whole like and it's like this girl like she came up and she was like i'm gonna get a slayer shirt and i was like one slayer song i just need you to name one slayer song or album <laughs> and you could literally just say anything with blood in it i'm like you're close so you probably did. <laughs> and she's like oh i don't know so i was like the next time we were on i was on truck with her i was like all right slayer all day long and is then, that like, some like hipster ironic shit like i'm wearing the shirt ironically uh, i don't know man i just it like it must be I guess I don't know, but Maddie. we also have a Wu Tang shirt, so like I don't know, because like, I don't know anymore, man. I'm too old for this shit. What did Maddie. she think of Slayer when you played it for her? She was like, "Oh yeah, I heard this before." I was like, "You're lying to my face right now." <laughs> yeah, exactly. This shit is not on the radio. Maddie, yeah, right. What's a what's a what's a good Slayer album to to listen to? Uh, Rain and Blood's good. Rain and Blood, okay. Because I Slayer was just like a band I just never like listened to. It just somehow yeah. always like escaped me. Like you know, they're hard to get into too. I think like at least at first. Yeah, I mean, I think it's because like everyone was like, like Kill 'Em All came out, and then like the first Slayer album was out before that, but it was more like Judas Priesty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then their their album after that was more like more thrashy and like Kill 'Em All. Um, but I just think Metallica just like like they got they fucking had that first that album out and that was it that was the standard like everyone really enjoyed that and like anything else was like Slayer was a little different the, like their vocals weren't as like as much as you can say that like Metallica's like early albums have like a melodic kind of like the way Hatfield sings on them yeah like uh, the lead singer of Slayer just is like way more like punky and just more like rally so it is like it's a little different but they're playing the same kind of like fast kind of thrash metal. But it's just like the vocal styles are different. But um, yeah, Slayer's like, more like rocking the evil thing, whereas Metallica is just angry. Yeah. Or um, sad yeah, sometimes. Yeah, Slayer does talk more about like you know uh, Satan and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the things I love about metal. Uh, yeah, I'd say like Rain and Blood's good. Repentless is their new one, and it's pretty solid. Um, okay. Uh, any other early stuff? I think you like that's the stuff I like the most. But. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'd just say like, look at some cover, look at some cover art, pick those ones, listen to them. Cool. Rain and Blood's like their top song, right? Rain and Blood. Yeah. Rain and Blood. Yeah. The name of the album is called Rain and Blood. The song is called Raining Blood. Raining Blood. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'd say that's their biggest hit. That's the one I would start with, and if you like that, just like move on. Like, South of Heaven is pretty good um there's some other ones that like all kind of have similar art styles uh oh what the fuck i can't even remember this one one of them has like a really fucked up looking zombie jesus on the front of it cannot remember the name of the album but that one's really good i like that one (laughs) um but yeah man it's good but yeah that's all i got for wrong love those guys uh very interested to see what they do on the next album uh glad you guys enjoyed it as well um I don't know what we're going to listen to next week. I thought about chilling it out again, but I don't know if I want to. No chill, Maddie. No chill. Oh, my God. Maddie, so um, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I think it was 2014. I worked on um, Top Chef Duels. And, like, each episode we'd have, like, some sort of celebrity of some sort uh, come on on to the episode. Yeah. And one one episode we had Rob Zombie... The lead singer from Slayer and Scott Ian. 
did they form a band and i want to hear. i i feel like it's, they should they definitely should have i was like beside myself yeah. those guys it was like oh my god this is ridiculous i don't even know if i could like approach them i just feel i just walk up and just like like start wheezing or something they'd be like what the fuck is wrong with this kid <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, is there any band that awesome. you, if you met, you would like lose your shit, Maddie? Like you wouldn't be able to talk. Um, I'd probably they would be probably refused, and uh, uh, any member from Sunny Day Real Estate, I would probably like lose my shit, and just like go on about how like their music changed my life and all that bullshit that like fans do. So I never want to meet them. I just want to watch them <laughs> from afar. <laughs> Are refused like that. nice too though? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, maybe I don't know. I like that's the other thing because I've met celebrities and stuff. Like I met like uh, Michael William Black and Michael Showalter, and those guys are fucking ass hats. Were they really? Yeah, but I get it because everyone's coming up and doing the same what Hot American Summer sticks and like fucking like you know the state shit. And I get it. Like they expect that from everyone, but at the same time, it's like don't be a jerk. I just wanted to say, Hey, I've enjoyed your comedy since like I saw you guys on the state. And it's like, you don't got to be a jerk to me, man. I paid money to see you guys. You're right, 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 right. But uh, I think that's like my biggest fear of meeting people. Like I'm like a really huge fan of or bands. I'm a real big fan of. I also might lose my shit if I met uh, any member from Converge too, or like Jacob Bannon, because I really like his artwork and stuff he does on the side of Converge. And I just feel like anytime I hear him talk, I'm like, what would I say to him? I feel like a, I don't even know. I feel like I'm just like so unaccomplished and I would have nothing to like get like, you know, it would just be like, he'd be like, oh yeah, that kid sucks. And I'm like, I don't want to be known as the kid that sucks. What would I say to him? And what would he scream to me? Yeah, right. And what I think is his screaming is offensive or what I love it. I think mine would either be Metallica or Iron Maiden. Yeah. Just the classics I, of I metal. Mean, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, if I met James Hatfield, I don't know what the fuck I would do. I'd just be like, uh, I like Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> and, dude, I like you before the black. And then he'd be like, look, we know. <laughs> <laughs> we, like, you're dude, not the first one to tell us this. It's like, dude, I've loved you guys since sixth grade. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could come back and drink with us. I don't think I can do that. You don't want that. I would say, I would say, like, look, I know this is weird, but my favorite song of yours is you're actually a cover of Astronomy that you guys did on Garage Inc. Yeah. You'd be like, I know it's a cover, but that shit was awesome. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude, we're we're getting past or we're getting near the two-hour mark anyway. So, do we have any closing remarks? Did we Anybody? want to do the the what are we playing now? Yeah, we could do that. We're yeah, let's we'll close out with that one. So uh Joey, take it away. Um still playing Overwatch, uh played a little bit more of I am Setsuna. Uh, How is that by the way? It's good. It um it plays like a chrono trigger. Yeah. Um in like its battle system and uh the art's really good. Uh, um I think there's like some sound effects that I'm I'm trying to remember. I think it may the sound effects may be in like Japanese, but I don't I I feel like I'm remembering that, but maybe not. Anyway, uh, I am enjoying it. Um, can't wait to play more. Um, just like I said, it's still some still Overwatch, uh, Street Fighter Five. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, I played the uh, Batman Telltale game first episode. How was that? How's that? I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's uh, you can definitely tell like Telltale. They're they're you know their their games are getting better, uh, more stylish, uh, sort of um, the sort of quick uh, button. Uh, I forget what you call them exactly, but they're getting a little uh, easier to do. Um, so, I, so I, I've actually never played these Telltale games games before. <laughs> it, is it seems to me like this company is like we really are going to focus on story more than even gameplay. Yeah, it's is, like it's almost that, like is that yeah, right? It's almost like a choose your own adventure in a way. You're you're right, right, you're right. basically watching, you know, a sort of movie slash TV show, um, and you're talking to these characters, and then you have a choice of what you want to say. Between you know your triangle, square, circle, and X, and the story um, itself is good. Yes. Okay. All, all the, right, basically cool. all of them that have come out have been really good. And the Arkham um, one as well, the Batman one. I mean, the the Batman one that just came out, yeah, was is good. This okay. is the first episode so far. So like the Game of Thrones was good. Uh, the um, uh, the Walking Dead, Walking Dead the season first one and season mm-hmm. two are really good, and then the. Um, the, the wolf wolf among us i want to was, play that was, one was good as well yeah, yeah. so if, if, if you get batman uh wolf among us comes with it if you do like oh, the, cool. at least for a pre-order i pre-ordered it it's out now so i'm not sure if they still have that but it seemed like it's still part of it cool awesome so that's it for me i'm gonna i'm gonna end my uh not end but i'll get through mine quick uh i'm finally started doom uh, yeah, because I had to get through Uncharted, finally beat that, and then yeah, I'm in, I'm in Doom now, and it's it's great. I yeah, it's in space and or maybe <laughs> hell. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, and, don't worry, you get to hell, my friends. Don't you're, worry. You're blowing up demons in their face and there's blood fucking everywhere. It's <laughs> dude. The way that they the way they sync up him cocking the gun. Uh, with the metal song itself in the beginning of the game, it's one of the most metal fucking things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, and then other than that, I'm playing Dragon's Crown, which was a recommendation for PS Vita that I got from Joey. And that's that's pretty good. I don't know if I'll beat that all the way through, though, because, I don't know, man, I like the character design, mm-hmm. but something about, like, even though it's a good beat-em-up, I'm still, like I said before, that genre is like, I don't know. It's it's okay. It's okay. I think, I, I think Muramasa as a game is better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's you can't help but love the artwork and uh, yeah, it's a beat 'em up. You go to a level. There's a boss at the end. You fight your way through. You got like what four or five different characters you can choose from, if not more than that, maybe six or seven. Something uh, like that. And uh, yeah, it's it's a fun beat 'em up. And like the characters. So I was talking with Joey. The girl characters just have huge tits it's like ridiculous it's, it, it's, it's over the top for sure. it's really over the top and like one character like when you make her run they're like flopping all over the place <laughs> and it's it's definitely like to comedic effect uh yeah mostly uh it's it's hilarious but uh that's all i got what who else I'll go. I've mostly just been playing the same as last time, Silver so Rise of the Tomb Raider and Overwatch. Uh, over the weekend, I finally played some more of their the new Olympic stuff that they uh, release, like 
they have a new game mode called Lucio Ball, which is basically Rocket League. Yeah. Like their version of Rocket League. Played it once, got the game-winning goal, and over time I'm like, all right, keeping my 100% win rate and not touching that again. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it feels like you're, like, compared to, like, Rocket League, man, it feels like you're moving so slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, other than that, like, haven't been playing too many games, but I finally got caught up to you guys, which I know, like, two weeks ago you were talking about Stranger Things and Star Trek. I finally saw those and finished Fine. up Stranger Things, <laughs> which are both <laughs> fantastic. And as I said to my girlfriend, I was like, well, now I'm going to wait for the Mondo release of the Stranger Things album. Oh, yeah, right? Dude, I cannot <laughs> yeah. wait for that shit. Oh, James, also, uh, the band who does the score Survive is releasing a new record on Relapsed. I think it comes out in, like, September. Um, nice. But it's... But I've listened to a couple of tracks, and it just sounds all like the Stranger Things soundtrack. So, awesome. We'll probably be reviewing that when that the band's gets name is Survive. Yeah, it's like S space, and then you just spell it out like that. But it's on Relapse is the new one. I think they had other stuff out before, but I don't know if Spotify has it. Like, I think it's just like you can find the band name and then just kind of click shuffle play, because they haven't really done much besides Stranger Things, but. Oh, okay. That's the best thing, man. Mm-hmm. Stranger Things. Yeah, dude. I was hooked. hooked. That's my shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's a new... If, does anybody else have any uh, games they're playing? Uh, I am still playing Elder Scrolls Online, because that is forever and always <laughs> going to be happening. <laughs> that's so my I other got, job. Yeah, I got to level 12 in Pokemon Go. Feeling very good about myself. <laughs> nice. Great Pokeballs. Nice. Uh, so... Things are looking up. I went to a gym. I walked to get dinner tonight since I don't have a car since it's in the shop. And I took on a gym. I beat the first one. Couldn't beat the second one. But kind of like James, I was like, I'm kind of, this is good for right now. I feel I feel proud of myself. I beat one guy's character. Uh, I'm good. So, and then mm-hmm. I have been, I, this isn't game related, but I have, I just finished the first four seasons on Netflix of a show called Shameless. And it is great. I don't know if any of you guys have watched it. I'm up uh, to date. Yep. Yeah, sweet. I just downloaded season five and season six, and we'll be watching that uh, starting it right after this. But it is the most fucked up show I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also very good. Uh, Johnson, you should watch this. I've seen a few episodes, yeah. Because w- William H. Macy is you as an old man. Like, <laughs> how you maybe not as drunk, and maybe one of us won't have to give you our liver, but yeah. uh, I just feel like a lot of his rantings and ravings and uh, <laughs> just views on the world are very consistent with some of yours. Which, sure, sure. Uh, and I, I, uh, I, go ahead. Huh? Oh, I just, uh, from what I saw in one episode, I just hope I don't end up blowing a dude in a uh, <laughs> bar bathroom. I mean, I, I mean, take away the drug-addicted part of it and the alcoholic, but just like, yeah. you know. Uh, but uh, also the cool thing about the U.S. version of Shameless is a lot of the exteriors, anyway, that I know are shot in Chicago. And yeah. uh, they mm-hmm. just explore a lot of, like, the south side, and, like, they're in some areas that, like, you know, I would just ride my bike past like every day, and uh, it's kind of nice just to see that and like them do the kind of like grittier Chicago, which you don't really see a lot mm-hmm. in a lot of films. They always just shoot downtown or like Wicker Parkish areas, so it's cool to see that other side of Chicago for me, anyway. So, but mm-hmm. if you need something new to watch on Netflix, since you've probably finished Stranger Things by now, Shameless is a good one. Definitely. 
I've only seen one episode, I think. Uh, Joan Cusack is in that, right? Yeah, yeah. I actually have a uh, mm. funny story about her. So, Well, it's co- kind of cool, too, but I don't know if we got time for that. Um, <laughs> do, uh, uh, Matt, what are you playing? Oh, um, I got another one on sale. Um, Wolfenstein, New Order. I, oh, oh, cool. oh, right on. I was always curious about it, so it was like 14 bucks. So I was like, why not? Uh, you just kill a bunch of Nazis. <laughs> That's it. Just, just unload. That's <laughs> huh? You had me at kill a bunch of Nazis. That's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the same company that does Doom, I believe. So it's the same yeah. setup, yeah. same engine. Yeah. So you're Sweet. just fucking tearing people apart. Um, yeah, it's got like that. What do you call it when it has like that vintage but futuristic look? Steampunk, bro. Yeah. Not, yeah, not exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, it's kind of got that deal going on. Um, yeah, yeah I, don't know what the, I don't know what the word for that is. Yeah, what is it? Yeah, I don't know. It's called... Yeah. Uh, James, you work in this industry. Tell us now. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Retro-futurism? Yeah, oh, that's okay. very... Yeah. That's close enough. We'll call it that. You yeah. guys but are just yeah. making this shit up as you go. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Like supposed the Super to know that. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm on like a Nazi moon base right now, so that's cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll have to pick that up now. Like, uh, <laughs> I can just hear Maddie. He's in such pain hearing like, oh, I don't have that fuck. <laughs> Dude, it's like 14 bucks right now. Go grab it. I know. Yeah, I'm, I will. I just there's have, there's so much shit to play all the time. Yeah. Uh, is it on PlayStation? Yeah, uh, PlayStation. PlayStation 4, yep. yeah. Oh, is it a, is it a reboot like the Doom thing was? Pretty much, it's like yeah. yeah. It's, Bethesda owns ID Software, so they have the IP for all the games. So ID, the company itself, redid Doom, but they gave a Wolfenstein to Machine Games. Oh right, right. And yeah. uh, but like yeah, both showing that both of those games have been fantastic. It's like yeah, Bethesda keep bringing back all these old IPs and giving them companies that can yeah. do awesome work with them. Yeah, yeah. I remember I had uh, returned to Castle Wolfenstein. That was like late '90s, early 2000s. Like that was a decent shooter back in the day. And, yeah. yeah. What wasn't there uh, another Wolfenstein before the New Order or whatever? Yeah. Came out? Yeah, that's what, what I'm talking about. Yeah, Return oh, okay. to Wolf. Return well, to Castle Wolfenstein. Well, there's that, and then there's another one just called Wolfenstein. It's called Wolfenstein for PlayStation Three. Oh, okay. Three. Yeah. Right, right. And funny okay. thing is, New Order like actually takes some minor like story beats or mm. like characters from that game that like people are like wait i thought that game did horrible how the fuck are they still referencing <laughs> shit from that yeah. but they just like freaking took some characters whole heart out of it and but yeah the new order is fantastic yeah so, yeah it's cool yeah. so on tuesday no man's sky comes out mm. yeah what do you what mm. do you guys think I'm i don't want it don't yeah. want it. Seems yeah. like too it's much. too big. Yeah. Too scary. <laughs> I I've don't. Watched... I, I'm trying to understand. Like, what? I mean, do you just go and and explore planets? Is that the basic gist of the the game? Like, what's sort of the beginning, I, middle, and end? Like, I think it's basically to boil it down to the simplest thing would be like Minecraft in space. Your whole mm-hmm. idea is okay. going. You start on a remote planet. You start gathering resources to build up your spacesuit to be able to explore more. You build up your spaceship so you can actually like go to other planets and eventually build a warp drive to go to other solar systems. And it's just you know that cycle of okay. resource uh, buying, 
then eventually you can do trading and doing ship combat and even ground combat. Whether okay. you want to just go exploring or like mining resources and sawing that off. It all, uh, but it can be boiled down to like another Minecraft in a sense. Okay. Mm. Very interesting. I'm I'm, you... I'm I'm into it, but like I yeah I just I don't know if I can <laughs> yeah. put in the mm -hmm. time. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. If there were still rentals, that'd be a rental for sure. Yeah. You know. Gamefly, bro. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> do you have Gamefly, Joey? I do not. Yeah. <laughs> no one has, no one has it anymore. No. I mean, honestly, if you like wait a couple of months, like games get pretty like inexpensive. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Like, do. yeah, I'll hear how it's going, and you know, we'll, you know, figure it out. Yeah, see the reviews and shit. Nothing yet. I think since it's supposed to come out, yeah, like you said on Tuesday, I saw like a couple of live streams of people breaking Street Date and stuff for that. It it looks cool, but yeah, I'm still just kind of waiting to hear more about it, just to see if there's more than just that constant loop of, like, gang resources to build up your spaceship, to get a bigger base spaceship, to go further in, in the universe. The graphics are cool, I think. Yeah. I like, yeah, I like the look cool. of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool, yeah, cool thing about that is, like, the entire galaxy was procedurally generated and seeded, so, like, they, uh, like, you can be, and there's just so many planets that all of us could play the game and never be in the same, like, section of the universe that the other person started. Like, that's how <laughs> fucking vast it is, and never meet up with each other. Isn't yeah. there something like a hundred million different planets? It's more like a trillion. In quintillion. Yeah. 18 Jesus. quintillion, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. It's, yeah. Like, you won't I even scratch the surface of this game, you know? Right. Yeah, in your it's, lifetime. It's all, yeah. They've created an algorithm where it's just like it it runs on its own. So it's like I could have just imagine sort of what bugs we find and like oh, yeah. how ridiculous it'll be to like patch a bug on this game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's going to be ridiculous. It's going to fucking crash. <laughs> <laughs> Positive outlook. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You guys ready to wrap it up? Let's yeah, do it. Run. All right, bros. Johnson, you made it to the end of an episode. I did. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Achievement I made unlocks. it to an episode. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've been missing a bunch. Oh, yeah, I finally God. had my first full weekend. Nice. Yeah. Great. Mm -hmm. Game industry, James. Yep. <laughs> all right, anyway, this has been episode 23 of Superhouse. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, all. Ten of you. <laughs> we no, love each and every one of you. Yes, we yeah. can name you all on our fingers. Um, anyway, uh, check you later. Uh, everybody else, say your goodbyes. Goodbye. This is James from L.A. signing off. See ya. All right, bye. 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 <laughs> all right, bye. Bye.